and welcome to episode 32 of The Crow. We actually have guests back in the studio. It's not just me talking to myself again. First time guests on The Grove. I'm welcoming Mr. and Mrs. Doyle to my par- apartment complex where we're going to talk about some ghosts and shit. Mr. James and Joan. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> nice. Mr. and Mrs. Doyle. Yes. That's fun. It's still new to us sometimes. Yeah, no one ever uh, calls us by our like formalities. No one ever calls us Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. We need I to start hanging out with kids. <laughs> I guess so. I feel like people still call me Miss all the time, and I'm like, hey, hey, I get a Mrs. Miss? Right? Yeah. Miss? But it also, it's like super feminist. So, like, yay. You know? Yeah. It's, well, to show that, you know, men possess them now. Oh, yeah. Well, so the man has to get interjected somewhere. Yes. I am now a possession. Damn right. Exactly. <laughs> I own that ass. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that we've mentioned before that uh, this is a paranormal weird science conspiracy podcast, just in case anybody that's tuning in for the first time doesn't know that. And if you're honestly listening to this for the first time, I pity you. What a sode for you to chirp in on. (laughs) No, just anybody that listens like this deep without like knowing how dumb that things are already going to get. Like (laughs) this is like this is an episode. This is a podcast you want to listen from season one to figure out like, oh, this is some dumb shit. So, but it's not like there's an overarching uh, storyline. It's just that people need to be prepared they need for to be how stupid this is. Like, I be. started out pretty tame because I was like, I should probably wait for people to figure out how weird I am. And then by episode 30, I was like, so I think robots are going to kill us all. And that's a good thing. Ooh. Oh, I talk about this a lot. I don't. You know what? I've been thinking about it today. What is going to kill us all, right? Is it us with nuclear bombs? Is it like robots? Is that going to be it? Is it going to be that fucking giant volcano over in Colorado. oh yellowstone yeah yeah that's gonna, oh, super what's, what's gonna be it because all these people in la there was a guy who went on the news today and was like oh look these earthquakes that you're having in la it's nothing to what's coming you're supposed to get like a 10.0 on the richter scale and we were supposed to have it 200 years ago oh and shit this, yeah this guy was like real doom and gloom but everyone's just sitting at the table like oh <laughs> it's all fun and games here in LA. Well, then there's that giant fucking meteor that's supposed to come in August. What? what? Yeah, there's. Uh, it's like well, they say it's like a one in like some million chance of hitting us. <laughs> that's what it always is. Yeah, but it's like, but still, like one in a you know a million still is a. That's, that's a, a pretty good chance. Yeah, that's a higher chance of winning the lottery. When is it coming? Uh, sometime in August. I think it's like August third. We're supposed to get hit by a fucking meteor. They should know sooner. well that's what i'm wondering it's like if they know and they're just like do we tell like do they like do they tell us oh my gosh do you tell us i have this debate so often do you tell someone if they're gonna die if you find out if they die yeah and like you tell the whole planet like we're fucked because a like it's gonna destroy control and not even as control but more order like the world would just go to shit and we'd all kill each other before the asteroid got here i don't think people would believe it there's definitely a piece of that there was like i mean so compare it to y2k and 2012 or not was it 2012 the one with the the mayan Mayan? yeah yeah yeah. um so y2k (laughs) was pretty serious and i think that was like the maximum potential for freak out that people these days possess i mean some people built bunkers and that's about it i don't know i think it would be great you tell everyone we all just run around doing whatever the hell we want. Half of us are just going to put our heads up against a window and look at the rain or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and romantic. Shit. And half of us are going to be like chopping limbs off, I think. I think that's fine. Yeah. It, we haven't had that in our life. You know, it's a good time for us because we just got a bunch of guns. Oh, we did. <laughs> oh, did you? So, yeah, I'm ready. Very I'm nice. ready, motherfuckers, with a Ruger. <laughs> Come get me. 
that's boy. One thing. I've made sure not to like get a gun because I'm like I'm probably already on some list because I'm a fucking I run a you know conspiracy podcast. Oh, Government great. listens to my fucking pod, so I'm like I probably shouldn't buy a gun. Should we give that's him a gun? Wel- welcome to Matt's list. Should we give him <laughs> one of our extra guns? Uh, <laughs> no. No. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't need one. No, I don't know what he's gonna do. Just with it. I mean, <laughs> I I just inherited guns. I'm not like running out and shopping. That's it's fair. more like I'm finding them in every duffel bag. That's fair. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> now now we're on a list. Which makes sense. <laughs> you know, it's fun. Uh, we got these guns because our dad passed away, and he's probably the most suited for uh, life after Armageddon. Oh my God, he oh, would have yeah. he would have been literally like the best. For living after apocalyptic times. Like, yeah, he would have been like up on the top sail yelling at God about throwing meteors at him. <laughs> he's just shooting two guns. Actually, he was invited to be on a reality show that is surviving a zombie apocalypse. It's like they put a bunch of scientists into a warehouse and um, they have like some materials, some supplies. And it's like zombies are outside and you guys got to figure out how to survive. And he was like asked to be a part of that, and then he was all like, "I have to get on an airplane. Oh, I'm not gonna take my shoes off at the airport." So <laughs> fucking, he gave up a chance to be on. Oh, that that's a show. Reason. I thought that was part of his strategy. <laughs> no, he just I won't like, fly. <laughs> it was like right after he did that thing at Berkeley. Anyways, that's, that's, that's incredible. You know, I yeah. hate the whole zombie thing. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that would ever happen ever. I don't, yeah, I think that there's like not nec- like I don't necessarily think that like. The like li- like dead or like life after dead kind of zombies, but I think that like the twenty eight days later kind of zombies yeah, or yeah, you yeah. know whatever like quote unquote zombies, I think that's distinctly possible. Like a form of like a mutated rabies that just makes people lose their shit. Yeah, yeah, that's much more likely. Is is Walking Dead? Walking Dead is kind of like that, right? It's like a it was a virus, but they, like thing? it does bring you back to life, sort of. Or like I, I think that it might it might play into the whole like because George A. Romero's like quote unquote like zombie stuff is like there was too many souls in hell, so now the dead rise again. And I think that Walking Dead might have done something like that, but I can't. I never actually watched Walking Dead. You know, I I only watched the first couple of seasons. Um, but my um my ex boyfriend had the graphic novel of it on his on the back of his toilet, so (laughs) I have read the back of the graphic novel, and that's all I need to know about it that I'm gonna like it because don't get don't get anyways. The back just says something. Uh, I I can't do the exact quote, but it's like. You wake up, you don't have to p- go to work, you don't have to pay bills, you don't have to plan for whatever it is, like, you're free to survive, yep. is so, what it said. And I was like, oh, I'm in. I thought it was all blood and gore, but it's actually, like, so fuck society. You don't have to go to work, and you don't have to pay bills. Am I already living in the <laughs> <laughs> No, I thought, like, I had like a like an apocalypse dream the other night, and I was like, it was kind of like relaxing, being like, oh, I just have to run from the aliens. I don't really have to worry about like other than the one major problem, because like life has a bunch of other small to medium type problems. The major problem of not getting killed by aliens kind of just trumps all that. So I'm like, fuck yeah, that was it was surprisingly relaxing. Yeah, I bet it's really like nice to just only have one problem to think about. Exactly, like, even if it is yeah. like the th- the fear of death, it's still like it's one major thing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, you, it's not worried about a bunch of other shit. I won't worry about. I won't worry about getting pulled over because my windshield has a crack in it. Yeah. <laughs> aliens are butt fucking. Think me. about it. If the aliens are coming, and that then we'll be coming too. Right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> Any anyone talk about sex with aliens? on here 
I, it's distinctly possible. Yeah. I don't know. Epi- how, how many episodes are you in? I think this is 32. 32, 32 episodes. Yeah. Oh, shit. For sure someone talked about giving an old stinker to a nail. I, I mean, an old stinker? An old What's stinker? an old stinker? You remember last Tuesday night? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was an old stinker. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. <laughs> That's good. Um, aliens. That's a whole other thing that could end yep. this world. Well, They're like... Just you see the like the navy shit, the like yeah for sure. I mean like, you've got to be so far up your own ass if you don't think that there's like aliens, and if you think that like, oh whoa, it's just now happening. Like now the navy's talking about it. it's like come on man yeah <laughs> and like that did you watch the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix yet not yet oh it's really oh, tight. like the first ten minutes but it was really it's dry yeah but it's it's like interesting for sure I don't know what the navy oh you didn't hear about that. I'm, the I Navy might is know. starting to release videos of, like, when they intercept UFOs. Oh, did we listen to a podcast about this? Yeah, probably. Something, probably. Yeah, yeah. So the Navy released these tapes, and, like, the SEALs are like, this technology is impossible. Because it's, like, not only capable of flying out and staying at pace in front of them at a specific rate, it also would, like, just kind of, like, snap and, like, suddenly be behind them or, like, underneath the, like, ocean surface Ooh. and then, like, right back up. And then Ouch. fucking gone. And they said that it looked like, I think it was either a sphere with a cube in it or a cube with a sphere in it. I can't remember which way it was. Huh. I'm Interesting. A, I, I, I know I'm taking this from a different podcast that I listened to, but interesting theory that there's, uh, you know, aliens are tourists here. Yes. And that we live on a planet where there's us, there's the tourist aliens, and the reptilians who are controlling everything. And the, everyone's all at odds. Because everyone wants this uh, planet, and th- I mean, that makes sense. I feel like we're in a snow globe sometimes. It's a pretty cool planet. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. I, I like it. it. I don't know. I can kind of, like, the lizard people thing is always fun, but, like, I can kind of fuck with, like, the possibility of, so, if, like, I think it's the, like, have you heard the whole conspiracy about, like, the Rothschild blood? Yes. No. Yeah. So, I think it's the Rothschilds have a specific type of blood that, like, their bloodline and, like, very other, very, very other few people have. It's a very specific type of blood that like the general population doesn't have and it's like basically unseen in modern populations like it would have to have been maintained for like intent like intentionally maintained and they believe that like the Rothschilds have this type of bloodline because they're actually a rem- like a remaining race of people from a previous uh, human society that went extinct so like extinction events have been common like throughout history and like we just haven't properly documented uh, them yeah. so mm-hmm. there's a theory that we're actually the fourth generation of quote unquote humans and that like other generations of humans have existed. And that's why like these, you know, tribal societies like the Aztecs and like ancient Africans and like, you know, Quebecle Tepe, like different parts of the world that have like technology that we didn't understand how they got shit done is because they weren't the first or they like, they were, were modern societies that existed beforehand. Major extinctions events happened and we just kept rebuilding new societies. Okay. I'm not sure I know who the Rothschild there's some sort like I don't know exactly is that like a royal family. They're not necessarily royal, but they're kind of like a just a big like. They're kind of like that the heads of like the you know, big money like a Dupont kind of family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're just fucking rich old white people. Exactly. Uh, no one knows gotcha. how they got their money. They just have it. Yeah. Like, okay. And now we want their blood. Damn yeah. Right. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. God You're right. right. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck the rich. <laughs> like we want their fancy blood. Yeah. Ooh. 
It's Dijon. We won't see a fancy blood. A little bit of Rothschild blood sausage. It's like fancy Ooh. ketchup. <laughs> it's never really fancy. It's just, just ketchup. It's the same shit. And uh, you have you ever seen the new time machine? The one, like the newer time machine. I guess now it's like 15 years old. <laughs> it's but like from when we were kids. It's yeah, like yeah, 2000, yeah. maybe 98. But it's not the yes. one from the 60s yes. is what I'm trying to say. Th- and the guy has to like try to explain to all these people who, uh, what English is. Whoa. Based off like uh, just the words that were on the side of buildings sometimes. Man, that would be rough. So I'm just <laughs> thinking about like the next the uh-huh. next extinction. Those people have to learn like what I wrote down in my notebooks. Or something. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. It's not going to be good trying to explain what a, a butt duck is. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's fucking crazy when you think about like how. So and I'm not like. And again, like I told you, it's a conspiracy podcast. But you hear that they're like they're halting the uh, progression of 5g because of how harmful it is yeah it's giving people cancer we were right? just yeah. talking yeah, about yeah. that and it's like they're like they're just gonna fucking kill us with technology like yeah, in mass sure. well they already are with how much we text and drive <laughs> 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 and they put all these ads out saying don't do it and now it's like well now i gotta do it because it's cool yeah and i gotta text and the yeah. picture of this to my <laughs> and then i wrote that joke about it and so now i'm like i want to do this all the time and just text oh, people yeah. my joke about texting and driving. <laughs> i don't know Maybe the people who don't text and drive have never driven through Nebraska hauling, <laughs> <laughs> hauling like That's 10 pounds of weed or something. Oh, Jesus. Sometimes I talk to people who are like, oh, yeah, I would never text and drive. And I'm like, yeah, you live in New York City. Yeah, of course. Okay? Yeah. Like, yeah. you have stuff to look at. You get to see pigeons every day. That's exciting. And there's Meanwhile, people. the subway conductor is. Like, <laughs> I'm in a tunnel again. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he texting that to? Just I don't know. His, oh, surface. His people. other train friends. His other train people. Hey, I don't Rodney, know. you want to hang out? I'm in a tunnel again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you mean metaphorically or <laughs> physically? Everything. Everything is a tunnel. I'm actually. I'm in a tunnel. That's in a tunnel. <laughs> My life is a tunnel. Oh man, you know what I would love to do is go beneath New York City. And like walk around in those tunnels with no trains coming. Oh hell yeah, that's the shit. That'd be there's creepy as shit. mole people oh, down there. Oh yeah. yeah, there's rat. There's people who like still think Char- Charles Manson is president. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. fucking awesome. They filmed some of like that newer Harry Potter spinoff down there, and it it was pretty gnarly. Like yeah. they they just had like little. I mean, they had cool little creatures in there too, but more than just rats. But hell rats yeah. are cool. I think it's the Denver airport. Oh, no. oh we <laughs> we know a lot about the Denver that has airport. the like tunnels underneath it and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit's wild. Well, I mean, do we know that for sure? Yeah, we do. But <laughs> also, what do we know for sure is that they built a big blue horse in front of Blucifer. Uh, yeah, Blucifer. They put it right in front of the Denver airport, and it has these red eyes, and it it ha- it has a body count. <laughs> it, it killed the guy who made it, dude. It's fell over and crushed him oh my god crushed that's like that's a big deal you know what else the denver airport has close to that horse they have a beer garden really yeah it's an excellent place to sit while you have a flight even if you don't want a beer beer gardens are better than you know airport gates and regular gardens that don't grow anything alcoholic i can i don't know i can dig it (laughs) 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 oh no the cops are here plus denver has some of the the easiest security to smuggle like 30 boxes of xanax through absolutely (laughs) it's because they're on 20 boxes i think the one has like 
one beer garden, if I'm right. We At the, the airport? Yeah, no, just in general. Like, oh. the, the whole city has one. What, Des Moines? Yeah. Oh, I never even checked into that. We've got, uh, I think it's called The Hall, which is, it sounds very culty, but it's not, which is unfortunate. I was hoping it'd be, like, more culty. What's a, what is a beer garden? So, I'm, I lived in Milwaukee for seven years. I feel like I'm the qualified person to talk about this here. Well, you're the only, <laughs> I mean, it's either you or Matt, so. Uh, no, it's just, I mean, it's just like the German tradition of getting together and drinking beer. So, it's got like picnic tables, like communal tables where you have to share, which sucks. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and it's just like a place to go and drink outside and hang out. And most of them are dog friendly. So um, you can bring your own like board games. Sometimes they have food. It's just kind of like a, a picnic that's already made for you, I guess. I don't know. We used to have shelter houses cool. in like uh, in Marshalltown. We have it's just in a park. There's a shelter house like a slab concrete. Oh, yeah. So is that a beer garden? No, but I mean, <laughs> did your did they ever set up like a beer tent at Septemberfest? No, but that Iowa River Brewing Company, they have a beer garden now. Iowa River Brewing Company is basically a brew a uh, beer garden. Like it's got the chill vibe. It's just like a cool place to hang out. I don't even drink anymore, but like I like beer gardens. They're fun. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. would like you know, it's like a park, but without so many kids. The hall's a little different, I guess, then, because the hall's just, like, it's a big room full of, like, just giant, like, oak tables that have, and they, like, pull in, like, food trucks, and then they have, like, an outside area with, like, topiary and shit. That sounds like a, I don't know, like a permanent beer fest. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty intense. Whole Avenue Tap? No, it's just called The Hall. Oh, okay. The Hall. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like, when I first ran into it, I literally thought it, like, it, because I'm thinking The Hall sounds, like, I don't know why, but it, it just sounded very, like, culty to me, and I was like, fuck yeah. Sounds like my kind of place. Do you do you want to be in a cult? I was in a cult. What? Yeah. How many fucking comedians in Des Moines do we have now? That I know. Cults? That's why me and Jeremy get along so well. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? I because don't know. you just both listen to someone in authority very yep. well. <laughs> and then we're like, we escaped and we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> this yeah. is amazing. Who's uh, a, Who else was in a cult? Jeremiah. Really? Yep, Scabo. Oh. Which, yeah. That makes sense. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what cult. I imagine it's like, you know, like a monkeys fan club or something yeah <laughs> my, like my cult is definitely not like it's like it's not very like culty like oh. like I, say, I, I call it a cult because like it's just like because it's tech it was a non-denominational church yeah which is like you know code for a cult basically <laughs> i mean churches Church well, also that. Cult. well it was so what it was is it was just like fucking random like not random but it was this big like essentially for where it was a mega church and they, like they would tell us like we weren't allowed to like talk to people that like were other members of like other churches because only our church was right and like they would give us candy if we brought other kids wow yeah dude. it would <laughs> wow okay they're now they're outsourcing pedophilia <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. you get more kids it's like a fucking pyramid scheme yeah, for you get the candy it's like, what are those uh mlm yeah like, mid-level marketing, marketing. <laughs> yeah you all right in? you get two kids okay. and after i'm done fucking those two kids you <laughs> get four you more fuck kids four kids Ooh. and i get to fuck two exactly <laughs> But yeah, so I skipped. You no, know, it's okay. It's how much, how many kids you put in is how many kids you'll get out of it. I, I promise. <laughs> exactly. Now there's the we inverted go. pyramid. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, you just gotta put in more work. You can achieve your dreams. When I was in um a a not a cult but a youth group um, uh, 
so in high school it was like really a cool place to go and hang out and like learn about jesus and uh they actually like tricked us into an mlm thing because like the the girl who was the i don't know leader group leader person also sold leah sophia leah is that what it was called? The, the yeah, the jewelry where the, you got to have a party and you can like the more you work, the more you can earn. And she drove a bright green Mustang and was like, you can achieve this, too. And I was like, I don't know if I want a bright I green think, Mustang. I think one of my cousins uh, does this and she's like really good at it. Yeah. I'm I, not sure. I, like I there is a way to make money, but like you've really got to be like a fucking like you have to be like the kind of like. Like, you have to be a comedian-level marketer, where it's like, oh, yeah. you have to be, a, like, a host and a marketer. Like, yet there's a certain level of personality you have. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how people get into that. I tried to sell Cutco knives for a day, and I went to my friend's grandma's house to do, like, the demonstration. And she was like, oh, honey, this is a scam. You need to go home. <laughs> like, this is really nice and everything, and I like you, but you you should stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, at least she told you all right. Like, hey, this isn't going to be good for you. Uh, yeah. What am I going to do with these 30,000 knives? <laughs> <laughs> it was fun driving around with knives in the trunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do they give 17-year-olds knives for the summer? <laughs> Same reason they I make guess. kids, like, carry around boxes of chocolates and wander around their neighborhood selling them to oh fucking kid, like, their neighbors oh to God. go to camp and shit. All I had to do was go to a, a Baymont Inn convention room and go to a meeting, and they're like, here you go. Here's your knives. They're <laughs> Sharp enough to cut a shoe. <laughs> Jesus. And you were just there to use the pool. <laughs> <laughs> just walk in there like, all right. Did you have to like did you have to like buy the pack and then sell? Or like how did that No, it was you got to take the pack with you, but you had to return it later and if there was any damages then you had to you had to pay for the damages. And um, after you sold so many knives, not too many, but you, then you got to keep that kit for yourself. Weird. And oh man. I would love to have new knives. Let's I like get new, new knives. knives. We can get new no, knives. No, they're so expensive. Find, no, we can just get find new that. Just find another deal like that. Yeah. So, just let's sell go a few. Let's kid with 70,000 <laughs> knives. <laughs> Show up to comedy festivals like, hey, y'all want some knives? Hey, who wants some knives? You can, oh, you could 100% for sure sell knives at comedy festivals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can well, we to buy anything? Honestly, I think I could sell anything to anyone. Why True, can't you I sell my do? merch then? <laughs> well, I don't know. Because you can't snap Maybe your merch, merch should be nice, though. <laughs> <laughs> Step it up. That would be a, like, I don't think, are there any comedians out there selling knives for merch? Like, I don't know. Maybe Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not I yet. think I think that could, you could, you know, totally, you know, trip up the game. Be like, you could use my merch. You're not just going to wear it. You know, you could use oh, it. That's what I, that, almost every uh, idea that comes into the Doyle household gets filtered through the uh, old... What's the function of her fashion? I'm all about, you know, yes, it's a button, but can it hold your pants up? Exactly. I, I see it's a sticker, but can it hold the re- the side mirror to your car? <laughs> <laughs> Start selling, like, uh. instead of stickers, just rolls of duct tape with oh, your fucking yeah. name on it. Ooh. <laughs> like one of those toilet papers. I wonder if that exists. Custom okay, duct tape? Gonna, like, yeah, custom duct tape. It must exist. If custom leggings exist where you can get your own face plastered on your ass, then you probably got some. I feel like custom comedy duct tape definitely needs to come into the. That feels. The <laughs> we should. That's probably like what Red Green has for merch. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, how about this ducky tape? 
Oh, oh. Our, t- our puppy's name is Ducky, and our my number one selling merch. I act like I actually sell merch. <laughs> I have I made buttons with Rocky's face on it, so I'm gonna make something with Ducky's face on it. Ducky tape. I think that could work. I'd buy some. Yeah. Oh yeah. How m- how much would you pay for it? <laughs> I'd probably pay seven dollars a roll. Yeah, you got oh, you got that right now. I might actually. I All mean, right. We kind of need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I made little tombstones for merch, and I sold one of them. No, you sold a bunch. Two of them? You sold a bunch. Are they, like, like for your yard or what? They were small, um, about, like, three inches high, just little knickknacks um, made of paper mache that said R.I.P. Comedy. Nice. And it was cool. I really liked them. I was, I'm going to take them back on the road next time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like I was really close, like so close in alabama to uh, of selling a bag of my dad's ashes for <laughs> oh my <bucks>. god <laughs> some guy came up to us after the show and he's like is, is that really your dad in the ashes and i was like yeah it's really my dad and he's like how much and I was <laughs> like, what the fuck are you gonna do with my dad 20 bucks <laughs> you yeah, can have uh, him for 20 bucks 20 bucks yeah That's- hell yeah that would have been great if I could have sold. That would have been. He would have if it wasn't for his like girlfriend being like, "What are you? What the hell? What the hell are you doing? Why is this even happening?" Was that when you had like the tiny bag or like the yeah. whole ass bag? The, no, bags. the tiny oh, okay. bags. We're not gonna, gonna give away the whole ass. No, bag. that's what I was gonna say. Like twenty bucks for the whole bag? No we way. We still got so many things to discover in there. We we just found the zipper from his jacket. Oh yeah, it's cool. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot here about my dad's ashes. Uh, he had cancer, so all the medicine that went into him. Turned his ashes green. Whoa. It's like everywhere we go, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's weird. That's intense. And then he had like metal in his body, like to keep his sternum together after his heart surgery. And he had a pin in his elbow from gymnastics when he was younger. And uh, we keep just finding these little metal shards. He also had a leather jacket on when he was uh, cremated. So we found little buttons, the little metal buttons Mm -hmm. that survived the heat and the pulverizing. And uh, we left them in a little cubby hole in the Badlands in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. that. We're going to find it, too. It's going to be great. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, no, that's, that, like, that's definitely something like that a lot of people would never really consider, like, doing a lot of people are like gro- like or like weird about that stuff. But you like you took it in a, like an extremely positive way. And that's so cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, he meant a lot to us. And it was very sad there at the end how right. much he couldn't do the things he wanted. There's a particularly sad moment I remember that I, I go back to a lot in my head where when he realized that it was terminal and that he was going to die, he looked at me and said, do you think that they grant wishes? And I was like, what, make what a do you wish. mean? Oh, and he's shit. like, like make a wish? And I'm like, oh, dad, I think that's just for kids. And I was like, what would your wish be? And he's like, I want to go to San Francisco. And I was like, <laughs> 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 not gonna happen buddy <laughs> but uh i mean so we kind of made it a goal we asked him what we what he wanted us to do with his ashes and he said uh just take them with you wherever you go <laughs> we thought that meant like <laughs> and I to your house today <laughs> right. I, I, I was like <laughs> you mean everywhere like to every show and like what about when i go shopping and he goes no 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 i mean like when you move to des moines bring yeah. it <laughs> right <laughs> like we were gonna leave, leave, leave. No, we were gonna <laughs> leave that was it, although when we did make a list of stuff when we were moving it was like things not to forget yeah. dad <laughs> it's easy to forget him he keeps pretty quiet now. <laughs> uh, he does we forgot he was in the back seat of the car for like <laughs> 
<laughs> a month after tour. And the problem with this is like, I am so comfortable around uh, human cremains now. Like James set them uh, on my side of the bed <laughs> like last week. And I just like slept next to his dead dad. <laughs> Not like on the bed, on my nightstand. Right. I finally moved it because I, I needed somewhere to set my LaCroix. <laughs> like, <laughs> Thank but, you for not setting it on top. I know. <laughs> well, it's too it's too like narrow. But then um so so when my dad passed away, I was like, yeah, 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 we're going to do the the ashes. We don't need a special urn. And um I after the funeral, like I had picked up the the small box urn thing and just like dropped it in a shopping bag cuz I was like, well, I got to bring these home. <laughs> and his sisters, my aunts were horrified just like i thought one of them was gonna faint because she was like oh what are you doing with mike and i was like mike this is just a bag oh my god people actually care about like his ashes and think they shouldn't be i'm like oh my god okay (laughs) yeah it's always weird when you realize like like i I guess that's one of like my weird things like i'll realize like i'm super like I'm super weird. So things that are like normal to me will be like weird to other people. So like when you get super used to being around human ashes, you're just like, oh, these are human ashes. But like people who are like not used to it are like, what the fuck's going on here? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I feel that way when I'm talking to Joan's family. I felt that way last weekend where I'm like telling them all my bad kid stories from when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, broke into a car and tried to hotwire it, couldn't figure it out. And then I look up at their face and they're like, oh, my God, my sister <laughs> married this guy. <laughs> This guy who refuses to wear pants. What is his deal? I mean, he wears shorts, so you wear shorts. That's a type of You're not like the person who, just for the listeners who don't know you. No, they know I don't want you to think you walk around with no pants. Who's listening to this? About I Sam? <laughs> Sam Urchak. <laughs> He's our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> he is Des Moines' number one podcast supporter. <laughs> Um, uh, I think Wade said that we we pull around like a few hundred a month. No shit. What? Yeah. Whoa. And that's just the Grove. That's not because uh, he's got his uh, pun and game website that I always plug at the end here. Uh, yeah, punandgame.com where they he's got like a bunch of other stuff on there and they get a few thousand traffic to, uh, per month. So cool. people Jeez. do technically listen to this, you know, whatever. There's probably some kind of backdoor on the website to some like child porn. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of people that we don't want to listen to this. <laughs> Oh, shit. Earlier, you not earlier t- uh, today, at least, but I think uh, when we were talking earlier that you mentioned that you have some ghost stories. I do. You know, uh, so I lived in Bolingbrook, Illinois. That sounds really familiar, actually. Oh, thank you. No, like, <laughs> uh, do you like uh, do you like serial killers or like that true crime shit? A little bit. Like, okay, I keep so up with a, some. There's a cop from there named Drew Peterson who like his third wife died mysteriously and then his fourth wife went missing. Then they dug up the third wife and they were like, Oh shit, dude, you killed her. And now he's in jail. And he was a cop in Bolingbrook. This all happened like less than a mile away from where I live. I think that might actually be why it sounds familiar. Cause I I listened to this one other podcast and, uh, they just kind of bring up like they have one paranormal section, one true crime section. And like you said, you said Bolingbrook. I'm like, why does that sound familiar? And that rings a bell actually. Mm -hmm. That's kind of neat. So, we lived in Bolingbrook, and my my dad was uh, a journeyman. So he, no, I'm sorry, he was an electrician. He really liked journey. <laughs> he was a journeyman. <laughs> I thought he was more of a Led Zeppelin man. Yeah, yeah well, just <laughs> more of a Dead Zeppelin man. <laughs> oh Jesus, <laughs> jeez. Uh, anyways, so he was uh, he was an electrician, but he had buddies who like did plumbing and roofing and shit. So he would do 
electrician jobs for them at their homes and they would do their jobs for him in his home. And uh, so he bought this house in Bolingbrook. And before we moved in, he was getting the house all ready and he was training uh, cable through the closet in my room so that I could have TV when I was a kid. I don't know. And uh, he said that he kept hearing kids playing and he kept thinking that me and my older sister were there at the time. And he kept getting up and looking around and no one, no one outside, no one out the windows or anything. And he would check like the pantry, which was just a, it was just stone that went down to an angle and nothing was in there. So he would, he said he always heard these voices and he, uh, when he was in the closet, he felt weird about it, but that's it. He, I mean, he didn't believe in ghosts or anything. He didn't, he didn't like really put much thought into it. Not as much as me. And then my my sister has a story. Me and my sister have a story together where one day she, w- my mom was in the driveway painting a Frankenstein head. She was in arts and crafts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to so add that in spooky. there for you, mom. <laughs> it was uh, glow in the dark, too. All That's right. Cool. His mom is really good at crafts. Yeah, she's the best. It's just funny that she's painting a Frankenstein head when you saw. That's what she was doing. I remember vividly. And my sister went into the bathroom to take a piss. And I... <laughs> opened up the door and said, Mandy, on the count of 10, something bad is going to happen. And then I shut the door and I turned off the lights and I started counting down. And I shit you not. I mean, it's like still in my head, the sound. When we got to one, it just felt like a bunch of air came into the room and there was like a growling noise. That would, I mean, we didn't, we lived, Zach, so there's not trucks driving by. There's not airplanes going over. Right. I was just like, uh, we heard this noise and we both freaked out. We're both running towards the door and it, the door opened a little bit and then shut like someone was holding it you know you get a little oh, bit of gift because yeah. they're not expecting it and then they shut it oh. and we were i was like i don't want to go out there and when we got out we have to make a right to get to freedom we go to left and that's where my room is and i just remember thinking i cannot look at my room if i look at my room there's something there it's gonna fucking hit me or take one of my teeth i don't know and uh, we just ran away, went to mom, and mom freaked out because she's been dealing with ghost shit in the house, too. And she just, it felt good to be believed immediately. Yes. And I, like, I had to, like, work this through. Especially as a kid, that's so important to be believed with a ghost because, like, most people are like, oh, okay, of course you saw a fucking ghost. Oh, yeah. Well, my mom was really worried about me because I used to play, like, with an imaginary friend. Oh, shit. Yeah, I used to play with a, my sister says that I named him Chucky, but that seems too convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't really know what I what my deal was when I was a kid, but I guess I would I had a speech impediment. I stuttered. I had a stammer. I was just I couldn't. I was a mess. Right. Right. But when I was playing with my friend, I was using like advanced vocabulary. Whoa. And I wasn't Whoa. I was very cool. And like <laughs> I, could, <laughs> I was just fucking, yeah, I was <laughs> smoking cigarettes. I was great. That's really interesting, actually. Yeah. Well, and my mom also has another story where. She's driving around the suburbs of Chicago, and I'm in the back seat, and I remember this a little bit. I just remember seeing an airplane way up in the sky, and then I lost it. My mom said like I was on fire, and that I kept saying that uh, I died right here in a car accident. I, I started on fire, and I died right here on the street. And she was like convinced that I was like channeling some other ghost or, or some dead kid. Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't know much about that. <laughs> That's moment, intense. Holy yeah. shit. But as far as like my experiences, I remember in my bedroom, I had like one of those old timey race car beds where you could go down into it. Oh, yeah. You had like a roof over your head. You could. It was like a big shoe. Yeah. (laughs) 
It was a big <laughs> shoe that I slept in that was painted like a uh, race car. It's just like a Dutch clog. <laughs> 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 That's what kind of bed I want. Yeah, pretty much what like our dog sleep <laughs> that I was in. And I just remember always like I cannot look at the closet. I was always scared to look at the closet because one night I swear I saw two red eyes in it. Oof. Like that fucking blue horse in Denver. <gasps> and I, I always never wanted to look at that. So many, many years later, I looked up, I was like typing in the address to see if anyone like hung themselves there or if someone died there in a mysterious way. And um, all I could find out, that's when I found out about that Drew Peterson guy, that cop. And I found out that he has uh, like a million dollar house. He had two million dollar houses. Right. One with his third wife, one with his fourth wife. And neither of them have basements in an area that. In the span that I lived there, in four years, we had, like, three major tornadoes. Yeah, in the Midwest, not having a basement, unless you're in an apartment, is pretty rare. Yeah, it's it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at it and going to assessors and finding out that most of the houses in Bolenbrook didn't really have a basement, like a full basement. They had the kind that, like, it's scooped out of a hill or something. Yeah. And I started thinking about it. You know, the town was only incorporated in 1969, but people had been living there since the 1800s. It makes sense that they just didn't want to make the like journey into the city for a dead person, so they just buried them anywhere. Right. This is my. This is all me. I'm. Yeah. I have no, no proof of this or anything, but I think that they just buried their dead wherever, and then many years later, when people started inhabiting in the area, they were just like, like digging, and they found a body, and they're like, oh shit. Cover no it back basement. Up. <laughs> Cover, it, Cover back it, up. it back up. Pave over it. Yeah, I just I feel like uh, the town of Bolingbrook is just uh, built upon dead people. Well, it's I mean it's been that area has been civilized for longer than colonizers have been here. So there oh, were a yeah. lot of lot of people by the shores of Lake Mish. Again, true. we're like fifty miles away from. Yeah, I don't more know. like the, I shore, the shores of Fox River. Yeah, I mean, all the rivers had. I don't know. There's, there's definitely dead bodies below us right mm. now. Oh, definitely. Which makes you wonder definitely. why are there no because dinosaur ghosts? <laughs> why are there? Well, I mean, like. Okay, let me ask you something here. Yeah. How many ghosts have you seen? One. Okay. How many ghosts have you felt? Several. So. That's how do you true. know? How do you know those ghosts were dinosaur ghosts? That's very true. What if dinosaur ghosts are just so big? Because dino- a lot of the dinosaurs were like really big. Like we could be inside of it and not even notice. That's very true. Like well. there could be a. <laughs> I thought Triceratops were small, um, but I just did a VR roller coaster in which they were <laughs> about <laughs> the size of this room. So all three of us could be inside of a Triceratops you right now. We got to keep our fucking lookout, guys. I guess. <laughs> well. I don't know. Dinosaur ghosts. Maybe they just like fade out after some time. Or maybe there's none of them died tragically. Or maybe that they just don't dinosaurs. Oh. That might be it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking. They also had very but tiny like brains. animals do do animals have ghosts? Are there animal ghosts? We shouldn't be talking about dinosaurs. We should be talking about I know, know that I have heard and dogs and I have heard like stories of like ghost animals. But like normally it has to do with pets. So I think it has more to do with like emotional attachment. Like, because uh, you guys know the uh, stone tape theory? No. No. So the stone tape theory different than the stoned ape theory. The stone tape theory. <laughs> stoned ape theory is a real thing. I bet. Wait, <laughs> really? Oh, my God. In short, stoned ape theory is that humans evolved by eating magic mushrooms. 
Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's how we evolve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to evolve later tonight. Yeah. So there's that. But the stone tape theory is that a uh, strong emotional attachment or just strong emotional reactions in a world where, like, we don't necessarily understand, like, the ether. Like, a lot of people refuse to acknowledge the fact that the ether is, like, a legitimate part of the world. But, like, it's been throughout recorded history. There's been, you know, talks of de- go- ge- uh, geese, ghosts and demons and stuff like that. There's always been stuff like that. So I think that it's, you know, ignorant to say that, you know, this kind of stuff isn't real. So the fact that uh, the stone tape theory basically says that like a strong, like emotional thing or like anything that's really particularly relevant will get stuck in that kind of like wave and repeat itself. So like, that's where you get your like residual hauntings because it's, it's so like, it's just stuff happening over and over because something so emotionally driven or just something that had a strong emotion was there at that time. So like a family pet, you know, whether or not it is sentient, had strong emotional attachment to it from people so like pets would have it but like out in the world natural creatures i don't know if they have the same sort of like quote-unquote emotional attachment to stuff yeah when i was younger i used to think about this a lot uh the high school that i went to had a big roundhouse uh for a basketball gym so it was like just gigantic and if you laid in the middle and looked straight up it was mind-blowing it kind of blew your mind and we would have pe in there and I would be like sometimes the first one out there because whatever I was already dressed in my PE clothes or something. Because you always wear shorts. (laughs) Because I was ready. And uh, I remember going out into the gym and even if there's no one there, you could feel the energy of everyone who was there last night watching. Yes. Whoever score a three pointer or some shit. So, yeah, I totally residual makes sense to me. I think intelligent ghosts are like I think that's something from like a string theory thing. Yeah, I think a lot of quote unquote like intelligent ghosts have for the most part, kind of been, like, assumed that, like, usually they're, like, more demonic. Because, like, usually, like, I mean, I think there might be intelligent, like, ghosts, possibly, but, like, usually, at least in my opinion, like, anytime there's been a intelligent haunting, it's usually demonic in the sense that, like, there's not really an, an intelligent haunting that, like, helps out. That being said, there are, like, like talk, you know, people will be like, oh, I couldn't find this thing, and then all of a sudden I was, you know, I left my house and then was sitting on my bed when I got back, so, like, Oh, yeah. There's stuff like that that can happens, I, but... Can I share with you guys another ghost story? Absolutely. All right, so my grandpa uh, lived in Elmhurst, Illinois, and he passed away in 2005. Later on in 2005, me and a couple of friends from Marshalltown wanted to go out to Chicago just for a day, just to make sure the van worked. We were in a band, so right. we wanted to make sure the van worked. And <laughs> Honestly, and we just wanted to have a cool time. So I, I texted my uncle, or maybe I called him, I said, hey, look, I know the house in Elmhurst is empty. Do you mind if we, like, just crash there for a night? We're not going to mess anything up. We're just going to lay on the floor. And he was like, yeah, that's cool, but watch out. There's people. Whoa. So, yeah, we, and we were like, we took that as a challenge. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, maybe we could get into a broomstick fight or some shit. <laughs> so we go out there, and we get the key, and when we pull up, there's lights on in the house. So we're like, well, fucking A, it's time. Time to defend this Doyle house. <laughs> we go in, and there's no one around. There's Ooh. no one. We look in every room, everywhere, and we're like, well, shit. Geez. That's spooky. So we turn off all the lights, and we lock the doors, and we leave, and we go to uh, my uncle, my other uncle's house, and we have dinner. When we come back, we're just going to change real quick and go downtown. When we get back, the lights are on again, down in the basement where my grandpa always hung out. And we're like, shit, this is not good. They came back. So we walk in, and we you know, get our broomsticks, and we're ready to rustle, and we're Walking around, still nobody, no signs of anyone other than the lights being on. So we turn them all off again. We go downtown Chicago. We got accosted by a guy who uh, told us that he was crazy 
because because he fucks midgets. That's what he told us. <laughs> and I said, that sounds great. This is definitely <laughs> worth a dollar. So I gave him a dollar. And we we came back to the house, and the lights were on again. This time it was nighttime, though, so we were all kind of creeped out a little bit. Right. And we're like, shit. So we turn off all the lights, and we went to White Castle. And this time when we left, we looked at the house to make sure no lights were on. We didn't do it. All the lights are off. And we go to White Castle, just down the street, come back, lights are on again. Lights are on, and the door is open. And we're like, well, okay, this is... Someone obviously opened the door and came in here. So we went, we fucked around, we tried to fight someone in there. We get to the basement, I'm like, man, I have no explanation as to what's happening. There's nothing here. There's, I mean, when I say the door is open, it was a screen door. The actual door was still locked. Right. So we're just... We're just trying to wrap our brains about uh, around this. And on the ceiling, there's four fluorescent lights, and one of them wasn't working. And my friend TJ goes, oh, one's not working, so that's probably something, right? He's trying to make a joke about it, and he walks under it. And the second he took a step under it, it just turned on. And I'm like, Jesus, this is okay. This is otherworldly. That's creepy. And we go upstairs. We slept in the room that my grandma passed away in. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and looking at the – window that had a light from outside shining in and something walked in front of it it that light wasn't there for a second like someone was walking by i look over and my two friends are laying on the floor and i'm like geez but i never got scared i never got worried because i know (laughs) if there's any ghosts in this house it's my grandma and my grandpa right like they're just probably happy to see me (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. That's that's all that happened. We were really freaked out about it. We turned off everything, too. And then when we when my uncle checked on the house, he was like, you guys left the air conditioner on. We're like, no, we didn't. Oh, my, oh my God. God. So, like, you just saw that shadow? Yeah. So that was the only, like, yeah. apparition I saw was the shadow. So, is that the only apparition you've ever seen? Or have you ever seen, like, a full-body apparition? Well, I've, no. I've never... As far as I know, I mean, I might have seen something. But I've right. never... There was a lot of times uh, the apartment that we lived in in Marshalltown for many years was a dark, dark, dungy little place. Right. And I used to get a lot of sleep paralysis. Mm. Um, a really bad thing happened to me there. A neighbor like broke into our apartment and beat the shit out of me and oh, had to go shit. to the hospital. Yeah. And like I had reoccurring dreams of that. And, but that was no, I never really saw a ghost at that place. I don't think I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a full body apparition. Yeah. I bet you, uh, it's like I ha- I was so sure that I saw a ghost when I was a kid because um I was but I I I don't know if it is or not because when I was I was in my bedroom that I shared with my sister and I had to go downstairs to go pee and so I was at the top of the stairs this very narrow staircase and there was someone walking up the stairs and he seemed he wasn't lit from within, but there was the lighting on him was different. So mm. he was a little bit like greenish, um, just kind of hazy. And I was at the top of the stairs ready to go down in my little nightgown or fuzzy pajamas or whatever. And he like shushed me, like put his hand up to his mouth, like shh, and then just kind of like walked backwards slowly and left and I uh, ran back upstairs and held my pee for the rest of the night, which was traumatic. Um, <laughs> and then I, I didn't say anything because I told my sister and she was like, it was a bad dream. And then I told my mom and she was like, no, it's just a dream. And then 
I got over it. But then later I told this story at a family Christmas when we were all adults. And um, my dad was like, oh, yeah. Well, that must have been the when was that? Okay, it was in December. Yeah. Like you were that age. That must have been around the same time our house got robbed. So then I was convinced that it was a robber. Maybe it was a ghost robber. I (laughs) still don't know. I don't know. That's intense. (sighs) There there was a time, and this is more like a drug and brain related. Right. And I don't know if this is going to translate to entertaining, but um, (laughs) like my dad had to go to the hospital and they put him on a morphine drip. And then they, like, released him two days later without weaning him down. Oh, no. So, And he was also coming off of alcohol, too. So he went through, like, extreme DTs. Yeah. And this was, like, the worst 24 hours of my life because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. He didn't have any idea what was going on. He thought he was fine. And then all of a sudden, during the day, I'm watching a road rules marathon. <laughs> and he comes in and says, uh, hey, do you know why my ex-girlfriend is here? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, in the kitchen. And our kitchen at the time was just a sliding door. That's, I mean, there was no, it wasn't separated from the rest of the house. It was just. Right. And uh, I go, what? And he takes me into the kitchen and closes the sliding door. The only time that it was ever closed in the entire time that we lived there. And he's smoking a cigarette and he's blowing the smoke out and going, see, look at her. She's right here. It's Cindy. I go, uh, I mean, I'm losing my mind now. I have no idea. That night he. Made me jump on the couch over and over again because he thought that my mom put like a recorder in the couch so that she could take me away from him. Uh, Then we also he thought there was two guys downstairs who were projecting holograms outside of our window. This and it comes back around to how scary this was. So at like seven in the morning, right when the sun was coming up. My dad goes, when the, when we can, we're going to go to the library and we're going to study holograms. And I was like, oh, whatever, sure, sounds good. And he goes, wait, what's that? What is that? Jimmy, go get in the bathtub. I was like, what? What is happening here? And he like goes to the front door and he's like, God damn it, they're here. Fuck. And he thought there was two guys outside of the door going, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. And they had guns. And I was going to prove to him that that's not happening at all. Right. And when I go to open the door, I think to myself, oh, wait, he's going to see me get shot in whatever fucked up world he's in. And so I close the door and then I just got in the bathtub while he was like preparing for this. And he comes and tells me, "Okay, they're gone. This is our time to go to the library. I go, all right. So I get dressed and we go to the library to study holograms. But we had to wait outside for like an hour because it was closed. So it was just, it was a really weird day. We go back to our apartment, we go upstairs, and he decided he wanted to go to uh, the police station (laughs) to talk to the police. And as we're leaving, he stops at one of the apartments of the two, like the two guys he thought was fucking with him. We stop at their apartment. They had the door open, or he had the door open. And my dad just walks in. The guy was like laying on the floor. My dad just walks in and goes, you son of a bitch, and starts, like, throwing him against the floor. Oh, and, like, shit. He's totally out of his mind. I was like, oh, I've been with him for the last 24 hours. There's no way to talk him out of this. He's just going to kill that guy. So I left, and then my dad comes out. I'm like, did you kill him? Like, I thought my dad was going to die. And he goes, uh, no, no, but next time, I'm going to get that Mike Witty. Fuck him. I'm like, all right, well, sure, whatever. And we go to the police station. My dad explains what's going on. Somehow they don't fucking arrest him. 
somehow they don't like say, oh, you're nuts right now. I don't know what's going on, but you need to go somewhere. We went to DHS. We went and like talked to our caseworker about all of this. All while my dad's still talking about holograms. Finally, someone had the sense to like take him to the doctor and be like, hey, what's going on here? And they're like, oh, he's going through DTs, delusional tremors. It was the weirdest, most surreal night. And then like a month later, I found all these notes that he had written throughout the night, like where he calls himself a gelatinous blob. And he talks about these mechanical spiders that were walking all over the room. It's like, sounds like he went on the best trip of his life. But and then it happened again a couple months later. But he like was ready for it. So he like took it on mentally. And that was good because I got to sleep. But that was, <laughs> it was so, that so like, intense. Was that like uh, as an adult or were you like younger when that happened? I, I would say I was probably like 10 or 11. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it was. I mean, like I was <laughs> this is going to sound so strong and cool, but I've like pretty much always been an adult. Right. Like, after <laughs> uh, after a certain time, I couldn't be a kid anymore. I remember him calling the cops. That, that whole thing started because he called the cops because the the carpet was waving so he called the cops on the landlord to get him in trouble and i was like i don't know dad there's not a million bugs in the carpet making it wave I what would the cops do shoot them <laughs> shoot the bugs shoot the carpet bring a bunch of little handcuffs i don't know it was just <laughs> but it was little handcuffs. spiders a, would need four pairs <laughs> just the front two it's fine <laughs> i mean we could talk about ghost stories but there's nothing that's other more otherworldly than someone's mind just turning into something else. That well, is, that's what's also fucking crazy. Is like, I don't know. Like after uh, reading about psychedelics, I uh, I learned some inter- like it. It made me question that like, <laughs> does your mom listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no one listens to this podcast. Okay, cool. But yeah, no. I started thinking like, what if like you just you're. Like the shit that you or like when you have stuff like that, like what if you're tapping into some like other shit that like it's because they're they're always so convinced it's real. And it's not that like like it's it's never that like, oh, I think this is happening. And, I you know, it's it's never a belief. It's it's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but what if it fucking is like what if that like when they're when they're accessing like that weird part of their brain that's making them see that shit? Like what if they're actually like what if that's just putting them into a different fucking like I, I don't want to say a different dimension, but that's I can't think of a like better it's way of opening up the door to another. Yeah, like, like what's actually happening. And they're like, tr- and they're like stuck, kind of in where it's like they're physically in reality, but then like they're in this mental other, very similar reality. Yeah, that's something I've been diving a lot into since uh, my dad passed away. If I could be raw and real for a second, absolutely. I've been, uh, you know, like I, I miss him so much, and I think, how am I ever going to talk to him again? There's got to be a way. And I think a lot about, like, uh, well, maybe when he died, he just died in this universe, right? right. And, uh, like, there's a million or there's an infinite amount of um, alt- what parallel or parallel alternate. Yeah. yeah, there's a alternate a or parallel both. infinite amount of these uh, universes out there. And, like, there's one for, like, a piece of sand in San Diego but to the left. Everything is the same except for that piece of sand. Yeah, yes. that's the thing. When we started talking about um, parallel alternate universes, um, uh, James really changed my my view on that because I had um, believed in that before, but I had always thought like that it it um, hinged on our decisions. Right. So I thought there is a parallel universe where we don't do this podcast today, and there's a parallel universe where we, um, you know, to go to a different restaurant that gets shot or whatever it is. Right. 
but um so i thought it was like the big decisions and james has uh, james's idea of parallel universes is like like if i do this to the microphone there's a parallel universe where i didn't do that and there's one where i did it a second earlier and yeah. there's one where i yep. didn't talk about it <laughs> yeah it's literally like that's <sighs> when you start thinking about infinity fucks your brain because oh, yeah. like you can't like you literally can't comprehend how big it is or one thing that's been fucked with me lately that i've been talking about i started thinking about the like how like nothing really should exist like nothing there's no reason that any of any of this anything realistically should be here like non-existence makes so much more sense like nothing existing at all is so much more logical in the sense of like the fact that anything exists at all the fact that there is humanity the fact earth air anything like that shouldn't fucking happen there like there's no reason for any of this like um, existence itself is a fucking nightmare i think you're looking at it from the point of view of someone who loses the lottery what do you mean there's a million people who go and buy a lottery ticket right but only one person can win right and it's like if you take a million people and put them in a big circle and drop one drop of water on them it's got to hit someone right so i mean there's a billion million trillion planets that are just so far enough away from a star that i mean this just has to happen well, i'm not even talking i'm not even talking earth i'm talking the universe itself oh i'm talking like existence at all like the you know the far the far reaches of the galaxy right here anywhere anywhere at all this side is nothing this side is life there there shouldn't be this side there shouldn't be fucking anything makes you wonder why there is exactly that's why i can't fuck with like i used to be like a staunch atheist i because i was you know i was so bit like as a gay person i got really bitter because you know the church was like you know fuck you you're no you're like not directly to me because i never came out until later but like i grew up you know in a town where they can't swear in front of god yeah exactly (laughs) but like you know you you get called a faggot your whole life and you even though you're not you don't tell people you're gay but you still get called faggot because you're different oh and brother like, i know <laughs> yeah so like you have that and then the church is saying you know don't be gay don't be gay and then like you get i got real mad at god and like i'm not even i'm not even necessarily gonna say like oh i believe in you know the big g god i just i think it's i've you know done some soul searching and i started thinking about existence and life and all that sort of thing and i'm like it's so asinine to sit here and be an atheist and say like there is no life after death this is just organic matter and it's like okay but you're not thinking of the big picture why the fuck is earth here like it doesn't matter if the rules of earth still exist why the fuck is anything actually here that's what's fucking crazy to me it's like how can you be an atheist and sit here and be like oh you know nothing happens after life when you you like it's lazy i think atheism is lazy honestly oh, yeah well i mean it's the extreme of religion and religion is super lazy yes yeah, whoever wrote both. religion yeah. is the <laughs> shittiest writer religion I, is like when you're watching a show and you're going oh how are they going to close that plot hole what do you God mean did it. they they do they have passports and then they're like oh we've got our passports in our bag and you're like oh that's like religion yeah yeah exactly everything is uh Oh, he just woke up. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. And um, um, yeah. And he has the power to, uh, I don't know, fuck swans and make humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> It's the exact same. It's like, I think that they're like anybody that subscribes to one religion and one way of thought with that is the same to me as an atheist. It's, it's, it's lazy thinking. And it's because it's religion is it's a comfort. Like everybody's like, I don't oh, yeah. have to think about this stuff because I like I think that, you know, I'm going to die and I'm going to go to heaven and that's it. And that's. They live their whole life just thinking that because when you start thinking about, oh, there is no reason that life really has a reason to exist. There's no reason that the our universe at all exists or any universe or the fact that there's a million, more than a million universes. Like, 
No, but like, if you don't think about that kind of stuff, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I got like what? real no, excited there for a second. What are they thinking about those <laughs> people? Oh. Well, I mean, when we when you look at ant colonies, do you ever think about what they're thinking about? Yes, the, all I mean, the time. But they have like one purpose. They don't cloud it up with like, what do I wear while I spit into the sand to make some yeah. tunnel? I think there are some of them that are like, like, if I were an ant, I would be like. Well, should I try to take a bigger leaf? Because I don't want to look like I'm not working hard <laughs> enough. But I know we need smaller leaves. But I'm a little bit smaller than the other. Anyways, this leaf is already cut. Um, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> a deep thinking ant. It would just, con- no, it would just be a constant nervous cycle ant. Where I'm just like, like, wondering what the other ants are thinking about me. And wondering if a hawk is going to eat me. And if the hawk is going to appreciate this leaf. I remember... In that apartment building that I was talking about, this shitty, dungy little apartment building in Marshalltown, Iowa, where it kind of just seemed like anyone who lived there, just bad shit just kept happening to them. Right. There was a lady that lived down the hall that was kind of like, kind of like my dad's girlfriend or a little bit. I don't know. But I used to hang out with their daughters because they were, I mean, like you hung out with anyone who's your own age. And uh, we're sitting around one night and... She comes in and uh, the mom comes in and starts talking about how shit's not going good for them. But God has their back. And I was thinking, oh, no, I don't think so. Yep. You know, you don't live in tall corn and God. And then later on, this is awful, but she was raped. Oh, Jesus. And then and she was like in her 50s and she was raped and got pregnant. Oh, and gave birth to a child with severe Down syndrome. And I, I think. You know, I'm not trying. I'm not saying I'm like vindictive. Like uh, you deserve that because you believed in God. But I, I wonder to myself a lot. How does she reckon with God about that? And yeah, I mean, everyone will come and say God has a plan. And it really does seem like uh, the plan is to fuck you up as much as possible. Yeah, that is. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, if if that's God's plan for you, God's kind of an asshole. Yeah, I mean, God's <laughs> plan for God's plan. I'm doing air quotes for yeah. his own son <laughs> was to like murder him brutally. Well, yeah. then again, he's also his son. <laughs> that's the like. But he's is, also himself. Yeah, like he is his father and his son. Like God is Jesus. Jesus is God. But and he was already a ghost. Maybe yeah. it's just like the. I mean, like you know how my mother and I have a lot of things in common. <laughs> Like, yeah. like sometimes I'm doing things and he goes, oh, you're acting like your mom. And it's like, that's what God and Jesus are like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, uh, that's fun. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, that reminded me. Uh, I was talking to somebody that's like more into religion than I am. But they were saying like weird fun fact. It's actually heresy to talk like in depth about the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost as a concept because they're, they're so contradictory they're just like, just don't fucking talk about it because you'll think too much. And yeah. that's literally like one of the tenets is don't talk about the Holy Trinity because like you'll think too much. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's how fucking crazy religion is. That's the laziest rule I've ever heard. Yeah, okay, it's, but it's, don't think about it's, it. It's, yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> heresy to have a, like a discussion about it because it's so up its own ass that like any thinking smart person would look at it and go like that doesn't make shit for sense and then they're in that and maybe even even if it did they would start thinking outside of the box because if you can if you can logically like rationale like that three things are one thing but also separate then you can think a bunch of other God, wild taco shit. bell does it all the time <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good religion exactly I am your Crunchwrap Supreme Leader. You know, if you turn me inside out, I'm a cheesy gordita crunch. <laughs> Damn right. We'll find out later. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Yeah, I mean, religion is always just the most awful thing. And I'm, you know, I have a lot of religious friends and stuff, but I think about like how religious is always religion has always been a tool yes. to either oppress or get people oh, to do yeah. something. I just think about how like it was probably just like five guys at a table wearing a suit in the desert and they're like, you know, we need to figure out a way to fucking keep these Jews. <laughs> We got to figure out how to make these Jews work for us. Uh, and it, it's let's change your. We'll make them special. Now you're Christians, and uh, go to war. <laughs> go <laughs> to also like it was kill lions. I don't know. They would do. Like, it was also just a way like to say it's not a, like a tool of like you know instruction is just also lazy too. Because if you look at like how most religious texts say not to eat pork. Well, at the time that these texts would have been written, pork would have been kept very poorly. They didn't really have a lot of good ways to keep meat. So, like, pork would have been dirty, and, like, people would eat fucking pork and get sick. So, they're like, don't eat pork because we can't let our populations die. It's the same reason that uh, shellfish. You're not supposed to eat shellfish because at the time they didn't understand red tide. They would eat shellfish, fucking get sick, and die. Mm -hmm. Homosexuality is in there because we all fuck, you know, if I, men are only fucking men, women are only fucking women, no procreation, society dies. Like, they're in there as rules, literally, of maintaining human populations. You know... I'm 31. I've never even thought about that. Yeah, it's it's ah. literally it's literally a guide on how to keep and maintain humans as cattle. And well, yeah. Interesting. And there's there's like I hate to say it, but there's some parts of like the Bible that I agree with. Like, yeah, I like these stories. I like I like the idea of David beating Goliath, but Goliath was probably just a you know like a five foot eleven guy back when everyone was like four foot two. Or <laughs> like, he was just a guy dude. who actually ate pork growing up, so he had enough nutrients. Yeah, like I think there's definitely good story. Like I think there are good things. And, like that's what's, like I don't want to demonize religion because I think that it, it it there is a like I actually talked about this last week how I think that like fellowship is actually an extremely like positive thing. But mm-hmm. that's where, like, the mega churches and shit get fucked up. That's why, mm. like, to me, fellowship is going to the open mics. Because we go, we all get together. We're, it's, you know, we're not necessarily a family, but, like, there's a familial feeling where it's like you go, you see everybody. Not everybody always gets along all the time. But in the end, you know, we all pretty much have each other's backs. And then, like, we kind of laugh at the outsiders a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there is that little, that little bit of fellowship that's like, all right, we're here. We're enjoying each other's company. And we all carry, you know, at, like, we all care about each other as a unit. Mm-hmm. And that's what church used to be. Is it like it was, you know, everybody didn't have to get along all the time, but we get along where we are at that time. And then, you know, if shit happens, it happens. But that's where I think that a lot of re- like shit gets lost in religion is people take it and they make it this individualistic thing. And that's where like you get hateful people because yep. they don't see that like it's just about getting together and not being shitty people. Mm-hmm. And that's like the furthest thing for some of these super religious people to understand mm-hmm. is to just not be a dumb asshole. If you're being a dumb asshole, then I don't think you're religious. Exactly. <laughs> or you're too religious. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I think... I'm glad I got out of that whole Catholic thing early. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. dad was like, uh, look, I'm not going to get up on Sundays and take <laughs> that's I was like, hey, what, I'm That's a what baby. my parents <laughs> were like, too. <laughs> Sounds I, good to me. I dipped my toes in when I was 16. I got my driver's license, so I rebelled by going to church. <laughs> and yeah, I joined this, like, non-denominational. Is that the right word Non-denominational? Ah, uh, yeah. Or you joined a cult like and it was, <laughs> But it wasn't a cult. It was like, I played bass in the band. Uh, okay. And then I played guitar sometimes. And it was fun. And it was cool. And it was, they had a dodgeball team. And it was really cool to have, like, the group of people to hang out with. And mm-hmm. I really, like... I've always enjoyed being part of 
church stuff when I'm part of it. Like my brother and his wife, sometimes they bring me to some church stuff and I'm a godmother, I guess. All right. <laughs> and it's, it's fun. It's cool. But uh, I can't sit there for two hours and listen to someone like explain. Sometimes it's just like the basics of life. To, to me, they're like, all right, well, here's how you uh, shouldn't uh, steal yep. or whatever. And I'm like, I but fucking know. I yeah. don't steal except from bad corporations like exactly. Walmart. <laughs> but some of these people need to be reminded that like they need to. They're like, oh, fuck, yeah, we can't steal. I'm sorry. But I, I can still like throw a stone at that gay guy. Right. And they're like, yeah. Hell yeah, brother. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, like it just don't steal that stone. <laughs> It also just makes, like, do you guys ever have people on Facebook from, like, your high school, and, like, you'll read their posts, and they'll post some, like, basic life shit that, like, you should have just known this whole time, where it's, like, I follow, like, all of the fucking drama from my high school, because it's very, very fun for me Mm -hmm. to, like, see these just dumb people be, like, you know, I don't care what you say about me, blah, 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 you know, me and my husband are, you know, doing, you know, we're doing fine without all these haters, and then, like, a week later, they're, like, me, you know, fuck my husband, he ain't shit. (laughs) Like, that makes me really happy because I see these people, like, try to, like, go from, like, you know, being, like, the exact same that they talk shit about to, like, going on these, like, long rants about, like, how you, this is how you should be and this is how, you know, I'm so, you know, good because I do this. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is shit you should have figured out in, like, eighth grade. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's not too many people from my high school that are still friends with me on Facebook because Fair. I'm a, <laughs> I, you know, my ass is on my Facebook a lot. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, man, we hated you back then. We don't like it now, so stop it. <laughs> so, but, yeah, th- that's the best thing is the how much uh, hypocrisy is in all these people. Yep. And I think, that, you know, we're all guilty of being hypocrites at some point, but it's just it's fun to call other people out. I want to start a campaign. Let's uh, let's not make being a hypocrite uh, so severe, like so bad. Exactly. We just have yeah. to we have to own up that we're going to be hypocrites. I'm sometimes I'm going to be like, Joan, chill out. And then, like, ten minutes later, I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? <laughs> and you just – and you do a really good job of being like, you know, that's just my husband. He's <laughs> It's a terrible nightmare, and every day is a miracle. <laughs> I think, like, the, the, the big people's biggest thing is, like, the, you have to just be willing to, like, understand that you fuck up and not – free. like, so many people are like, oh, I can't believe – it's like, no, it's like – fuck up and just let it happen like oh yeah i've done dumb shit and then people are like how are you like how are you like, you know are you beating yourself up i'm like no I've, like it's just it's i've kind of i've gotten the same like feeling whenever i like eat dick at a mic it's like oh like don't worry you're gonna like yeah no it's like i'll do better next time like i'm not like, gonna let an open mic it's like oh i you know i accidentally said a shitty thing to a person mm-hmm. i apologize i'm not gonna like beat myself up for it because right. people fuck up you have to yeah people fuck up you have to like find that the thing that fucks up and is kind of the rock bottom of fucking up and then you stop giving fucks mine was when i um forgot all of our weed in a hotel room it wasn't that much weed first off it was like less than a quarter but yes but it was it was was right after the tornado devastating to me and i beat myself up so much i was like punching myself in the face in the bathroom that night i was so angry at myself because like I, I thought I had my shit together, you know, and I was like, we got a hotel room. We're going to have a nice place to stay. And then we left and then got to our friend's house because we were little refugee people then. And then I realized I forgot that. And I was like, 
I hate everything. I hate everything I'm doing. And since then, I've been a little bit more forgiving on myself. I'm like, okay, cool. I just like uh, put a dent in the car. Well, at least I didn't leave all our weed at a Econo Lodge <laughs> on Merle Hay again. Oh, no. <laughs> they might listen to this. <laughs> yeah, like 2 o'clock in the morning the next night, we drove back. And I was like, I need a, I left something in the room. They, I think we tried to be like um, saying that I forgot my wedding ring in there yep. or oh, something. No. <laughs> and James was like, give me your ring. And I was like, didn't have it because of the tornado. I was like, here's a. And we, we, <laughs> we get into the room and I just opened up the drawer that she left the weed in and there's nothing there. Oh. And the people who had checked into the room, like checked out at one in the morning, like right before we showed up there. Like, why would you check out at one in the morning? It was obvious that they like found the weed. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> It wasn't like I don't think the cost of it would be more than the hotel room. I don't yeah, know. Well, you know, I don't know. But it's just like sometimes you just fuck up hard, and yeah. I, uh, like, I'm more mad at myself about that than I am about any like food that I've burnt or just things that no. have been stolen or phone that's been broken. And but don't you know, weed grows on trees, plants. Yeah. Whatever. I think they call it trees for a reason. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Fun. It's totally. <laughs> it does. I think it uh, does. I have this philosophy in my life. Uh, I don't know where I learned it. Um, very recently in my life, I learned this: that you can only dwell on conversations for like fifteen seconds. If if I sit here and like worry about what I said to Matt, then I'm like I'm starting a chain of event where I'm just backing myself up. Yep. Like the next thing I say is going to be tainted by what I said before. So, you know, I just me and uh, my family, the way I grew up, it's always been like, oh, well, next thing on to the next one. Yeah. Sometimes I see that when I'm like thinking about something and I've been working on it in my brain for like 45 minutes. And I'm like, all right, James, I think I found an answer. If we leave five minutes earlier, then we'll be able to do the thing. And he's like, wait, what? We're still going somewhere. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my God, you have so much free space in your brain. Yeah, I mean, I really throw I it out. out. That's really a good way brain. to operate. Like, I, I feel faster and more streamlined because I just take, <laughs> I just take this dumb shit, my mistakes. And you know, that's why I make so many mistakes twice. because <laughs> I forget <laughs> like, the repercussions the first time. Uh, um, and I'm with think you of, there. Think of how much weed we've smoked since then. I know. Yeah. It's enough. It should have been enough to forget. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, I am pretty chill about it. I'm still resentful at myself for that thing. But there's a lot of dumb stuff I've done since, and I'm not mad about it. You know I'm what? letting things go a lot easier. No, nah, we should we should really spend time thinking about how to turn this into a positive. We had fun driving around Des Moines. Yeah, we saw like a whole sh like police officer shooting yes. on the way there. Whoa, yes. what? Yeah, yes. it was crazy. Okay, so we're so we are n not not high when we're looking for <laughs> it because we had smoked like the yeah, we had a little like we, we had, had like some, a yeah. I don't know uh, I think our friends had it or something. No, or you did. I did. We had a backup eighth. We were, <laughs> <laughs> we were fine. <laughs> That's, that was the most perplexing thing to me. I was like, we're fine. We oh, I had your so dad's stuff. We did. Oh. Yeah, we had no. We had that, but we also had like three nugs and a. Yeah, it was in like know. a face wash container in my makeup bag. Nice. It's we usually fine. where it is. Yeah. Lush. They're like, oh, return these pots of. Um, that little containers of the face wash, and then you, if you return five of them, you get a free face mask. And what? I'm like, uh, I'm going to use these pots for pot because they're <laughs> smell proof. I might have and, to start. Uh, keep Lush mine. is great. Lush is a really cool I know. Store. I love I have It's all vegan. Is that a Lush bag over yeah. there, the pink one? No. I thought it was, but I didn't want to say it. No, I love Lush. I, bought some, so I love bath bombs. Ah, they're very yeah. relaxing. I like to uh, <sighs> study psychedelics and take baths. <gasps> 
I want to do Ooh. that. That's what I want to do. Let's get some bath bombs. And then I let's I, get like too many bath bombs. Let's get <laughs> let's get like a bath bombing. Like. Absolutely. Oh when and we then you can in. see I've got a collection of candles. I was burn a candle. If I can oh, drop cool. a bath bomb. Man, I love aromatherapy. I love experiencing scents. Oh, it's so, yeah, no, like olfactory is one of my favorite things when I'm studying psychedelics. Yeah. I love it. Ooh, Let's smell I never some even things. Thought about that. I'm I'm still like happy to look at things. Oh yeah, no, take it, a bath is always one of my favorites. Baths are cool, especially I like, like baths. Like the bath bombs from Lush have like the salts in them. So like, and also like, what's really fun is like, uh, so like take it out of the water after like a little bit and like let it fizz in your hand. Yeah, that feels real weird. Yeah, I like that. One time I so we went to Branson for her birthday and we got a room because all the rooms are ridiculously cheap and we got a room with a jacuzzi a jacuzzi in it tub and I took a uh, three grams of shrooms and we I was gonna get into that tub and like have just my brains melting and then these bath bombs are melting and everything was gonna be great and it was gonna happen in Branson. But as far as I got was just getting into <laughs> the tub, like with all my clothes on, no water in it, at all. just like laying at the bottom in a fetal with like my phone, watching like you know like bloopers or some shit, watching like impractical jokers. <laughs> yeah, nothing with words. I just need to watch people like smash their. Heads he watches videos shit. that are like uh, the top fifty stale, uh, f- top fifty fails from. <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. There's no top 50. It's just the best fails of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't know. They they go by so fast. I know. I love it's it. It's like That's your brain. I mean. It's like, beep, beep, beep. I'm still sitting there going, oh, well, is the dog okay from that one? Nah, I hope they're dead. I can never appreciate, like, America's Funniest Home Videos was a nightmare for me because, like, they just show this. They'd show, like, the bride fell into the wedding cake. Oh. oh. And I, I weddings don't have to be perfect, but I'm like... Guys, is she okay? Like, yeah. she spent a lot of money on that dress and that cake. We should worry about that's, her. Yeah, that's <laughs> traumatizing. Should have stood so close to the cake. <laughs> that's what I like. I, like stuff like that. Like, in that regard, I've. I, I guess as a comedian, I stopped getting embarrassed as much. Oh yeah. Like yeah. people will be like, "Aren't you like like I would all like do some dumb shit like I'll like run into a fucking door and they're like, oh and I'm like I'm, I just ran into a fucking door. Not a problem at all. Yeah, no, you gotta and. Playing it off and making it into something that yeah. that's like what gives people like juice. Yeah, like it's. I think it's just going off the like you know the America's Funny Some Video thing. I think it's always funny to like look at the aspect and be like, oh, I bet they were humiliated, and they'd be like, if I was in that position, I probably would just kind of think it was hilarious that like I spent all this money and time, and then like I did like it took three seconds for me to lose my footing and fuck the whole thing up. Like, I think to me that would just be like, of course, you know, this would happen to me. Like, it's I like I looking at, at like. It, to me, that's like almost like a weird sort of karma. Like I think that like karma has like a weird sense of humor like that, where it's like, look at this pageantry, look at all this stuff you're doing. You tripped on a shoelace and you, f- you know, fucked this whole thing up. Like, isn't that hilarious? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. I don't know. You guys are more into like slapstick comedy than me. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, I grew up on Three Stooges, and Three Stooges just turned into jackass <laughs> in 1999. Yes. So. Yeah. Is there anything gonna like? Is there ever gonna be anything like more? Like, I can't think of anything in today's world that's like uh, as ex- like quote unquote extreme as jackass. Mm. I I don't know. I mean, maybe, but th- I, what about? Okay, so I've been diving into this a lot lately, thinking about how like. I've I've committed now. You know how it used to be like kind of embarrassing if Jackass was your favorite thing. Yeah, it's like oh, you must be one of those like River Boys or some shit. I don't yep. know. But me now, I'm like at the point where I I'm 31, so I I don't have to care about anyone ever again. 
and I just think that Jackass is one of the most brilliant and like raw, cool things ever. Um, I mean, now that their bodies are failing them and they're all broken. Yeah, that's not that's, happening. That's kind of a bummer, but well, I, mean, I, I did do a show with Preston Lacey. Once. That's really cool. Eh, it wasn't. No, <laughs> no it wasn't. Not. Yeah, it wasn't that uh, cool. No, it was. His head is massive. It seems like it would be. Yeah. Well, did he like? Did he lose a lot of weight? No, it's just a big fat fucking head. Oh <laughs> shit! Know. I figured that like maybe he just had like a giant head and then like lost a bunch of weight or some shit. No, he's still fat. Oh shit! Uh, and, and I'm for those who don't know, I'm also fat, so it's cool. <laughs> if you can't hear it in my voice. I'm a very fat man. So I can make fun you of You don't have a fat voice. I might. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I overcompensate by having such a skinny voice. I don't know. <laughs> I wonder you if maybe they could do like, because I know that uh, the, like at the end of one of their movies, they had like some gag about quote unquote like son of Jackass. I think that you could do like one of the biggest problems with Jackass to begin with is like toward the end, they were more the stunts anyway, because like the pranks, like everybody knew who they were. So the pranks wouldn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You get a new fuck to do Jackass again, because like. Like no one's gonna exp- like you. Just you need a, you need new fresh faces. You need people who are willing to be stuntmen. There's a million fucking people who are willing to do it, but there's you know the chemistry. It was like well, I mean yeah, just these guys were like having. I just saw a picture of them making fun of like uh, five models, and they were like the models are naked and they're like clamored together and they're all women and it's very beautiful and hot whatever and then it's like steve-o and johnny knoxville and chris pontius and bam margera and uh, someone else and they're doing the same photo and it's like man those guys are just so fun they don't give a shit about what we have to give a shit about like who back in 1999 it was against all of god's will to put a fucking car up your ass (laughs) but that's like when you're talking about how nothing should exist that should like that's (laughs) the proof that nothing should exist a car? A toy car. Oh. Ryan yeah, Dunn put a toy car up his ass. <laughs> oh, which is okay. Also kind of, I mean, like when he died in a car accident, it was Whoa. Uh, Do you think it was still up there when he died? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even put that together. That's yeah, sort it of a, it out. That oh was like my a God. weird. Yeah. He, was, he, was, he wasn't supposed to be him. It was supposed to be Steve-O who did it, but he didn't do it because his dad would be too ashamed of him or something. Oh my yeah. God. So Ryan Dunn's like, I what if everybody dies from what they put, put in their ass and then you're oh going to die in a big God. dildo explosion. Oh <laughs> I'm going to choke on a marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be fingered to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, I like we were, you were talking about what's more extreme. What's the new extreme from Jackass? I don't know. I think, Maybe it's not funny though. The guys who like climb the skyscrapers and like jump across them, all that. Oh yeah, the parkour high shit. up parkour shit. It's, as a, oof, it's intense. As, as a thirty-one-year-old, we just watched Alex Hanold do that uh, <gasps> free solo oh up El Capitan. Oh fuck that, man! That's Jackass times twenty. That Highly is... recommend that well, the documentary. Like, all of his friends died trying it. Um, not no. that, but doing stuff, you know, like rock climbing. Yeah, like like he has, there's a point in the movie where he goes through like five or six people who died. And I think he's like, I think he's autistic. It says in the movies that he, he's autistic, but he has, he takes such a matter of fact approach towards his friends dying, doing the same exact thing that he's doing every day. And like every, every day, something you're preparing for, Matt. Think of something you're preparing for an hour of comedy. And I mean, there's no life or death there, but an hour of comedy. You don't just prepare by doing an hour at every open mic, right? You right. do five minutes. So he's got to prepare doing just a little bit of climbing here and a little climbing there. But mm-hmm. every time he does that, he it's fucking death. And how many open mics do you fucking eat shit at? 
enough. So he's, I mean, it's it's an, it's amazing. And as a 31-year-old, you can appreciate that. As a 16-year-old, give me Jackass 3D. That's what <laughs> I, I, I We just watched Jackass 3D like day before yesterday. It's the perfect thing it's to turn It's a good on. movie. If I don't come up with something that I want to watch, that's usually what he puts on. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, I'm I'm all on board with it. I, I like I didn't like Jackass growing up because I was like, ew, gross. Uh. And I never had cable, so like I, didn't, I only kind of knew about it, sort of. But then we watched that documentary on... Um, Big Brother. On Big Brother. And it it got me more interested in it. Like, they, I didn't really realize the whole, like, well, just fuck everything aspect of this. Like, why not do it? Why not feel pain? Why not try new things? Um, but I still think it's disgusting when they put some of the gross things in in their mouths and then throw up and it's it's so gross and it's always right when we're about to eat it's like <laughs> yeah. we sit down and cook a nice dinner we sit down and then there are there are the wild boys cutting open a gazelle's stomach yeah. contents. like we're sitting there just about to have a nice hot cup of cum or some shit <laughs> <laughs> and there's steve-o eating a broccoli it was gross gross yeah ew now, uh, throwing I mean, up was always my least favorite part of Jackass. I don't like people throwing up either. Oh, I mean, I thought it was hilarious because it's like it's a moment where like the big guy walks into a room and trips. So it's like, oh, here's Steve-O with an iron stomach and then he's throwing up. And it's like, ah, there it is. Yeah. That's him breaking as a character, you know? That's fair. Um, did you ever, when you were a kid, try to make your own Jackass? No, we like I always did like as, as dumb and lame as it is. Me and my buddies watched, like, anime, so we would, like, make our own, like, anime storylines. <laughs> that was our, like, That's thing. not dumb. That's cool. You did that with anime. I did that with, like, WWE wrestlers. Right. Well, WWF back then. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was, like, we would, you know, we all, like, and that's what I think kind of, like, as weird as it is, I think that, like, that kind of creativity is why I, like, kept being creative. It's because it was, like, oh, I created this, like, cool character that was, like, me, but, like, I had to keep it a secret because I wasn't allowed to tell anybody that I was a superhero kind of shit. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, you know, playing pretend, I think it made me play pretend for real, like, for, you know, hopefully money. There, I didn't really have too many friends growing up because, like, the apartment building we lived in, there just wasn't that many kids. And it, once you're in there, you're in there. You're not, like, out trying to become friends with other people in, right. the, in the normal world. And, uh, you know, I, I would have whole days where I would go to school, and on the walk to school, I'd be like, Mm, I think I think today I'm just a giant blob. And then I would go through the whole day talking to people as if I was a giant blob. I'd be like, blah, blah, but you know, I, yeah. I would like try to lose my own real actual voice. And, uh, you know, because of that, I'm so able to like talk to cops when I'm high now. <laughs> oh my God. What did you what did you ask him? Did you ask him if he could? Do the worm. Oh, yeah. I asked that. <laughs> he could do the worm. He had the body of a man who could do the worm. I know. Mr. Rogers in seventh grade could do the worm, and he had the same body. <laughs> mm. That is an excellent question to ask a cop. <laughs> oh, it was so, it was such a proud moment for me. Like, he had just, uh, he ate an edible. He left me for a little while. And then when I found him again, he was talking to a cop, being like, hey, man, can you do the worm? <laughs> I think you could do the worm. And I was like, it's not like I was just being a dumb, st- you know, I shouldn't like, pat myself on the back but it's not like i was just being a dumb stoner i was like right. really intriguing this guy with conversation yeah, like oh. you were, you were, you were <laughs> well fuck you <laughs> <laughs> he didn't 
put me in handcuffs, so I consider that a win. So that's, whatever. That's definitely a win. I know. Like on our first date, we got super high and went to a Buffalo Wild Wings. Fuck yes. And oh yeah. Oh no, I forgot. <laughs> in the in the where like we're waiting to get seated, I started talking to the cops that were there, like <laughs> trying to get Buffalo Wild Wings. And in my head, I was like, they're not gonna. What are they gonna arrest me for? They're trying to get some fucking Buffalo Wild Wings. That was such a like. <sighs> time that i learned so much about this person i had been in a relationship with for like 40 hours tops not even i not don't think even. we had decided to date yet you yeah were just free range in it free range. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i was like cops let's avoid them and james is like cops let's go ask them <laughs> if they can do the worm <laughs> yeah i mean this is exactly why i hate religion right i don't like <laughs> rules and i don't like oppressor so of I, course. I, hell yeah and I think that that's, uh, you know, it kind of is a, you know, if I were to comment, like, I think it is a statement on why you guys do make such a good couple is because, like, you were so much yourself right there that, like, you didn't have to, like, hide. Because, like, I know, like, I don't, I've never had a successful relationship because I'm very bad at opening up to people. So, yeah. like, if you're willing to, you know, just be yourself within somebody that you've known for 40 hours, like, look, you're fucking married. Like, yeah. How old are you? 26. Well, I'll just wait. <laughs> Wait, five more years. I know it doesn't seem much, but you'll just have so much crushing despair. <laughs> so many more failed relationships. On a positive note, though, I mean, I think it does, as you get a little older, it does, like, sort of click. I mean, before I met James, I remember thinking, like, huh, I could probably, like, date someone, be with someone. And then and then you showed up, a couple, like, a week or two no, months later. <laughs> I showed up. We both showed up. We both showed up. Hell yeah! So you know, I just I, I I subscribe to that like old Midwestern style where it's like you fucking you either have a Hollywood or Hollywood a high school sweetheart or college sweetheart. You get you know married as soon as you're done with one of those. You have a fucking kid like all before you know thirty. Like and most everybody in my family, including like even my younger cousins, are now getting married. Like or having kids, and it's like oh shit! Like I was older than you. I was your role model, and now you have a more successful, steady life than me. And it's like oh shit! Like I must be fucking something up here but at the same time i don't like i very much enjoy my one bachelor you know one room bachelor lifestyle like i got a fucking i got everything i need here hey you have a sound bar on your tv which means you are just like hearing a better life than us exactly and then you know i look at my sister with her kid and another one on the way and it's like i can do whatever the fuck i want they have to have you know her and her husband have to like plan for stuff they got to, you know, find babysitters and they can't just mm-hmm. like I if I wanted to, if I like took time off work, I could just go wherever the fuck I wanted. Like, mm-hmm. yep. I mean, you know, within, you know, financial reasonings. But it's like I don't have anything really holding me back, which mm-hmm. is nice. But at the I, same time, it's like, oh, I'm very alone. I mean, their <laughs> life is they they not only can they not go on vacation whenever they want, but they can't even like take a shower whenever yep. they want. They need to like coordinate every little aspect of of Given, their day i do love the shit out of my nephew though he is yeah. the best. oh yeah he was i hung out with him uh on because i went to my brother and sister-in-law's on thursday like and don't get me wrong like i, I think that they're very happy and i am very happy for them it's just it's not for me mm-hmm. but my uh, two-year-old nephew and my parent were babysitting my uh, nephew yesterday and we went to go get food and uh they were gonna go shopping and my two-year-old nephew like you know he can barely talk he's like oh uncle matt rides in the car with me and i was like yeah, buddy. I'll fucking Aww. ride in the car with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it is like, and that's something like I can see the appeal of having kids because, like, I'm like, I, I, I've never really liked kids. I've, ne- like, I've always just been like, I don't want to ever have kids. And then, like, this little kid, like, you know, my little nephew is like, you know, wants to hang out with me. And I'm like, oh, I see the appeal now. Like, that yeah. <laughs> melted my fucking heart. Oh, yeah. Aww, and, like, I love my nephew and nieces. Yeah. It's I mean, I love thing. my nephews and yeah, nieces like, it's, too. Yeah, I no, it's, a, it's, it's just like so 
No, but it's fun. It's like you see that and then you go, oh, yeah, this is something. This is why people do oh, yeah. this. Like, it's worth it. I think that's why like babies are cute is because otherwise people would be like, why the fuck do we keep having these? These oh, suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Same with puppies. Ooh, puppies suck. Our puppy is. And he doesn't look anything like us. <laughs> I know. I think. Are you sure he's yours? Should. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely fucked a dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked a dog too. Wait, oh, what? Yeah. Did dog. we fuck the same dog? <laughs> yeah. Remember the old stinker? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we call a callback, folks. <laughs> just getting some tail. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Meow. <laughs> I mean, uh, is it would it be too over the top to call it a to make a doggy style joke? I feel like that's I feel like it's too obvious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we did it in missionary, so <laughs> like yeah, it's just out of place, really. <laughs> it's just I don't know. Oh shit! Ever you know? Ever since uh, my dad passed away, though, it's been like in the back of my head. Like I gotta have a kid. You know, we gotta have a we gotta have a kid. I shouldn't say I gotta have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I personally don't leave. I gotta Here. have a kid. <laughs> give me that baby incubator. You know, like now I understand it because growing up, I I just wanted to be like a a big idiot. I right. just wanted to take Vicodin and fucking smoke weed and drink alcohol. Well, not really drink alcohol, but and like be in a car, sleep in a car. That was my romantic dream. If I would have never have met Joan and my dad passed away, I you wouldn't know who i am anymore i would be just in a car driving around a coast being miserable and having a bullshit life but now he's passed away and it makes a lot more sense to have a kid and share his knowledge with that yeah. kid. be a be a middleman mm-hmm. do you want you want to go what get a kid i mean do it? right here matt's yeah. here like yeah. i mean I can, well, we I can be yeah that's actually one of the skills i've learned is how to referee yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I just I I mean we're 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 gonna sometime. It's gonna be cool. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I didn't <laughs> think, I didn't think we were gonna announce it on a paranormal podcast <laughs> where I talked about <laughs> keeping weed in my makeup bag <laughs> and losing, still losing it. Hey, so, future uh, kid, I'm sorry so, that you're listening uh, to this right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's I'm probably dead. So hide, James, future, ki- James and Jones, future kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm at, I'm definitely dead by this point. Yeah, but, I killed them. Uh, <laughs> Your parents are cool. <laughs> so I think I like the R cool, not the word cool. Yeah. This is cool. Oh yeah, no, your parents are definitely still cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna cool. say cool. I don't know. I think I'm losing my cool. Like I think <laughs> I'm st- as I get older I'm just I have no patience. Like a lot of like GOP and Republican things like make sense to me now. I'm just oh like, no! Yeah, you should work for it. What? <laughs> As I, like, like that guy staring today. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> we saw a guy at McDonald's. He was just staring at a sign. It was outside on the corner of uh, University and whatever, or whatever 30th. and whatever. And um, he's just standing there, just staring, motionless. It looked like he was trying to read a sign that like <laughs> said 149 for a McFrappe or some shit. It looked know. like they told him to go put up that sign because I'm pretty sure he was an employee. He had like a oversized button oh, yeah, up he, shirt. I guess I never questioned whether he was an employee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it feels like they just told him to go put that. Oh, put that sign out on the corner. And then he s- just put the sign in and stood there and was like, what the fuck is my life? And uh, like, I can relate to that. I've had moments like yep. that waitressing and whatever, where I'm like, you know, you're standing back there with the salad and you're like, what the fuck? Just why? Why, why does anybody even eat? You're at a fast food place. Why do you want the salad? <laughs> Very, I, I, 
That's always been upsetting to me. It's how fucking like caloric McDonald's calories are. It's like you're already like destroying your body. Eat the good food while you're yeah. here. Like, do you guys know that we sprinkle sugar on this salad? <laughs> yeah, like they're fucking. What is the chicken Caesar salad from McDonald's? Is like two thousand calories or some crazy shit? Yeah. How? Because like fucking. So it's got like ranch dressing. It's got breaded chicken. It's got like croutons. Got gushers. <laughs> <laughs> and everything in McDonald's has sugar in it. That's oh like the, that's why their Coke tastes better actually. They just—they've oh. good Coke. McDonald's has the best Coke. It's the cleanest Coke. I've—I've McDonald's Coke before. legitimately. It's so good, and it's the straws are a little bit bigger. Oh yeah. So it kind of. Oh man, oh, I just straws. gave up Coke like two days ago. Oh no. Until I bring it back into my life, but which is not going to be today. Yeah. Well, uh. if you want to replace it with something else, that Dr. Perry or Dr. Perry, that <laughs> Dr. Pepper uh, Dark Berry is what I tried to say. You know, it's actually not bad. That's one thing I've learned is to definitely go into people's bedrooms and drink their half. <laughs> I'm not saying drink half that one. Drink oh, okay. warm I'm just saying, like, soda. If you're interested, give that a try. Spider-Man. It's not I don't bad. even know if there was a new Spider-Man yeah. movie. I saw it last night. It was very good. <laughs> it's from the one from 2001. <laughs> is there a new Spider-Man movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. There's always a new Spider-Man It's very movie. good. I used Spider-Man today as an example i was trying to explain the Bechtel test to uh, a student yeah. and um a, an english learner and like for some reason spider-man was the first movie i could think of and i'm like you know how like mary jane's a woman but there are no other women <laughs> and all she talks about anyways is spider-man well that's the Bechtel test yeah, so. yeah. The, i didn't the even new know spider-man did movie. not pass the new Bechtel test either i don't believe <laughs> probably not because Midsummer did. That was a really fucking crazy movie. If you guys haven't seen that, yet. I kind of want to see it. It's I watched a preview wild. to it um, yesterday. Is it a scary movie. It's scary, but not like it's it's a horror movie technically. Like I don't think I've ever seen a horror movie like it. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like there is like blood and gore, but it's not like it's not like a lot of it. It's not like it all over the top, and there's really not very much of it. It's mostly like I don't want I don't even want to call like I. I genuinely am. A, I'm doing a podcast about it tomorrow because I I still haven't really properly assessed what the fuck I watched. It's really weird. I would highly recommend it. Man, all right. Yeah, that's what I would want to go Wait, see. Is it in theaters? Yeah, oh. it just came out mm-hmm. on July third. That's you know what, what I want to really see good. more than Toy Story. Godzilla. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Godzilla yes. was good. One hundred percent. It passes the Bechdel test unless you consider Godzilla a man. Which. Oh. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. Then it fails. <laughs> yeah, no, that movie ripped. I was very excited. To oh see yeah, that. yeah. I was. It was really fun uh, talking to Joan about it because she doesn't really. She didn't grow up with that kind of Godzilla. Did you? I just knew Godzilla casually. Like I knew it was the big lizard that's in the black and white movies. And my dad would always go Mothra, Mothra. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So it was really know. exciting to see uh, Rodan and Ghidra and oh, yeah. the, the whole gang. Like I never, I didn't grow up with them, but like I've always like, I'd always wanted to. It was just one of those movies that like I never got around to seeing as a kid because there was always either other stuff or like because I grew up with siblings and like trying to be like let's watch fucking Godzilla. It's like no, let's watch something else. But you know when I was a kid, uh, at that house in Bolingbrook that I was talking about, our backyard had like a four foot cliff that opened up into a giant uh, cornfield. And I remember eating dinner one night and looking out the window over the cornfield and past the water tower and on the horizon was two giant shadows fighting each other, like Godzilla versus someone else. Oh, shit. And I like started panicking, thinking, oh, my God, they could come over here really easily. <laughs> and we're only like 13 miles from there, but that's like 10 minutes for them. So I don't know what that was, but 
Yeah. Sometimes you see some fucking aliens, man. Yeah. We, there was a lot of weird shit in Bolingbroke. We saw UFOs there, too. Oh, shit. You've seen UFOs, yeah, too? Yeah. We saw a UFO. My mom saw a UFO. I saw a UFO with my mom. There was an outing one day. So there's an airport in Bolingbroke that does, like, uh, the gliders. Do you know what a glider is? Is that, like, the... Like the small plane t- type situation. Yeah, they or? get towed up by. Yeah, like and then a, they don't have a motor. They just like they glide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean, there's a lot of that kind of stuff at you know, like hot air balloons and shit at this airport. So it could have been just something like that. But I remember one day when me and my mom, my dad, and my sister, real nuclear family, went down <laughs> and we were fishing on the shores of something not Lake Michigan, but something nearby, some lake or river or some shit, and we saw something black out out ahead i don't know which direction and it started coming closer and i remember going dad mom look and we're all looking at this thing and the next thing i remember is we woke up on the beach like we like we took little beach naps if if in reality we took little beach naps or whatever but i woke up at the same time as everyone else in my family and there's dead fish like up on the shore whoa yeah and i don't you know i was really young so i don't know how much of this is like exaggerated by years of like thinking about it but, mm-hmm. yeah, we used to see shit all the time. Well, yeah, and also, like, time distortion is extremely common with UFOs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no, uh, so time distortion is one of the most reported, like, facts. Uh, also, related fun fact that I always bring up anytime UFOs come back up, uh, Bigfoot reportings always spike whenever there's a UFO, uh, UFO reporting. Always. Anywhere. Maybe Bigfoot is just a UFOologist. Do you know my favorite, you know my favorite UFO or Bigfoot theory? Because this is why I always tell it. There's a theory... That aliens kidnapped Bigfoot because he's secretly an interdimensional monster and they need him to use his interdimensional abilities to fuel their spaceships. That's my favorite Bigfoot Oof. theory. So he's just That's like alien lot. Pokemon? Oh, yeah. That's he's, cool. They, he has some sort of micro-synth armor and they use him to infiltrate uh, U.S. military bases to steal bismuth. Bismuth? Yep. That's what apparently they use. That's what you mix it with milk and make yeah. can- pancakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, it, but going back to the time distortion thing, though, uh, time distortion is frequently reported among uh, people who see UFOs. Like, uh, people will, like, talk about how they'll see a UFO, and, like, they'll see it on a stretch of road that might be 30 miles between one city and another, but they'll be on that same road for two hours. So, Nebraska. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh yeah, so, it's the, so this fact that you're like, oh, everybody woke up, I'm like, oh, that's very telling. Like, that's literally... Like without you even knowing that time distortion was a thing, you to- like you pretty much were like, oh yeah, time distortion fucking happened. It, cool. I mean, it was like a bizarre thing, and I've talked to every member that was there, and they remember that day. They don't remember that though. They don't remember mm. waking up, and they remember the dead fish all of a sudden coming ashore. Some of them were like, it was the skeletons, though. So I'm sure there was a fish kill or something happening. Right. But <laughs> yeah, it, I think about that a lot. Hmm. There's a lot of. A lot of weird shit that happened in my life. Yeah. A lot of weird UFO things. I never hey. saw Sasquatch. No, no I've, that's that's I my one. That's like I've seen like I've seen ghosts. I've seen UFOs. Never seen a cryptid. I haven't got to see a UFO myself yet, but um, my my grandmother the um on my dad's side was super into what. Oh, Matt's gonna love this. What my tattoo? Yeah, because this my is like UFO an established tattoo? thing. Oh it's shit! Like, okay, so I'm so I my grandma was very very interested in ufos and i didn't realize the full extent of it until um she passed away and i started researching what what might be out there because i remembered that she was like on the internet a little bit i remembered it from um 
when we were in elementary school, like learning how to use search engines, we had to type in our own names. And when I searched my name, La Rosa, I found uh, her like articles about it. And so I've, I've been able to find almost all of it. And she's like, basically was on Reddit before it was Reddit talking about her UFO sightings and uh, organizing people together, organizing people in the New York area to uh, watch for things. And and she saw a bunch of them, no a bunch shit. of the triangular ones, um, the black triangles with the red thing. I, I opted for a little traditional flying saucer for the tattoo I wanted to get. Um, but the ones that she saw were the triangles. And so it's, she was it's like all over the Internet. It's crazy. And she met up with like. <clears throat> so this is like a, over a period of a couple of weeks that a lot of people saw the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they all got together. But her grandma was like the one leading the charge on making sure people talked about it. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking so awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Betty LaRosa. You can Google. I will absolutely there. do that. And I. I'm trying to like compile all of that together. It's so weird to like find these things after she's gone. I'm like, oh, I wish I would have talked to her about it more. <laughs> but she used to take me outside. Like um, I used to go to New York every summer and hang out with them for a while. And um, she would take me outside and show me like airplanes and show me satellites and show me what things look for. She's like, this is how you find things that you don't know by learning the things that we do know. And so I learned how to identify satellites and how fast they blink in airplanes at night. That's really neat. And still haven't seen a UFO though. Someday. I've, I've seen you might have. I did see oh one. I did see something really cool one time though. I was driving from Mineral Point to Linden. That's only good for James here. Mm-hmm. Um so this stretch of country road that's very curvy and it was nighttime. I was in the car with my dad and there was a huge green, like, it looked like a fireball coming to Earth. Just like the biggest shooting star. It was like the size of a semi-truck. And it was right in front of us. And we were, we like pulled over and stopped. And we were just like, oh, this is so cool. This is so cool. It was like a UFO. And we went to look for where it crashed and stuff. And eventually we gave up. And then it was some commercial satellite that fell down uh, or oh, really? so they say yeah Ooh. i mean that's i mean honestly like they're not gonna just say like oh you uh, ufo crashed you could have seen a ufo i'm gonna could've you know what been. you i think that that makes just as much sense it was the a fact, really cool moment being the fact like they even said anything about it kind of tells you that it was a ufo yeah because like, they have to be like oh i mean that was a satellite we know when satellites are gonna fall and where exactly also like fall. usually like vapor trails or like whatever like the when it enters, the, like, it's mm-hmm. not usually green unless because green, like green smoke and like would mean that it was made out of copper, most likely. I think green smoke means that the ship had cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cancerous ship. But no, it, like it's it's could have been made out of like some sort of copper then, which I mean, we don't make satellites out of copper when or like anything that burns green. So it's mm-hmm. very it was, strange. It's a bright, bright, beautiful green like like the. The same as green fireworks, pretty much. Yeah, like, it would, I don't know what a, like what satellite would burn green because, like I said, like. Do you know a lot of satellites? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like I don't There's know, like IB what twenty eight, maybe twenty nine. I don't know, like <laughs> like we make them out of like you know aluminum and steel and shit. Yeah, like, we wouldn't make them out of something that's gonna burn green. Yeah. Well, I mean, anytime that something's gonna fall back to earth, they like they know they know yeah. about it. They like how, how many weeks in advance did we know that like. Uh, I don't know what the name of it was. It was a satellite that fell back to Earth. 
world star or some shit. <laughs> world star. <laughs> world star. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, uh, so it's going to fall here. So if you look up the skies at this point, you know, you'll see it. And there's websites I can, I can go and look at it and see when the space station is going to go by. And I could go outside and f- see it. Right. Go by. So there's like absolutely no way that they're like, oh, that satellite's gonna fall in Mineral Point, Wisconsin. Let's just not tell anyone. Yeah, like that's probably yeah. like, oh, a bunch of people are probably gonna see this crazy thing and not know what it is. Let's just keep that to ourselves and wait for everybody to start calling us. Yeah. But it wasn't a bunch of people. It was like so few people that saw it. it I mean, that's how that is with because no one's out there just staring at. Well, there are people. It was right out by Lud and Light. You know what? I think <laughs> you saw a UFO. They like water. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. What else do we have that? They would oh, want. and then this is so spooky because like, okay, so um, we, it was me and my dad, I was driving. So I was either 16 or 17. That's, uh, or I might've been had just a permit. And so it was like really exciting for me. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm still driving and this is happening. And um, we, we turned and we went and we looked everywhere. We were like trying to see for, see any smoke, see anything. We even went back in the morning and, um, and then, um, Recently, when my dad passed away, we took my mom, James and I took my mom somewhere to just sort of relax and get a little bit of nature. We took her to the same place. Hell yeah. Like the exact same place. That's real cool. That's where you were? Well, that's where we went when we were trying to get a view for it. Yeah, that that road, that QQ road. You know, I have an opinion on this. I think that aliens don't have music in their lives. So they come to Earth and get just within the range of an AM radio. <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> and then they get so distracted? No, they just like listen to a song and then take off. They're like, life is a highway. <laughs> We're going to drive. They come what down is to drive? Like, they fucking do the old 80s thing where they like hold up a tape recorder. Yeah. To their <laughs> 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 they make mixtapes for their alien girlfriends. Like, oh, yeah. I knew they were going to play Britney Spears now. That's really funny. Mm, I like it. I like the idea of them rocking out too hard, though, and crashing. <laughs> that's also very <laughs> good. Well. Yeah, that's what Elvis Presley will do. They're journeymen. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Now, I saw one, like, I was, like, I don't, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but, like, I saw it with this one of my friends who ended up being, like, kind of like a, you know, like a yee-yee kind of, like, good old boy, like, you know, not really into, like, aliens and ghosts and all that shit. But we both saw it when we were kids, and, like, what it was is, we were both hanging out in my backyard, and we see, like, this bright white disc. It, lo- it looked like the moon, and we were like, wow, the moon is really, like, bright and close. Like, and it was in a weird spot. It was, like, just barely, like, kind of above, well, like, my uh, neighbor's shed. So, like, it wasn't very high up. Like, it was right there, and then it just fucking launched, and it just fucking disappeared. And me and my friend were like, what the fuck? Like, we freaked out and ran inside. And I tried to talk to him about it later when, like, we were in high school, didn't really have as much in common anymore. Because, like I said, he kind of turned into, like, he was he was more, you know, you know, rednecky, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were still relatively good friends. But if I tried to talk about it, he's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. And, like, Whoa. yeah, and, like, he said, he, you know, he wasn't the kind of guy that liked to spin stories. So, like, to me, that was, like, all the proof I needed that, like, I didn't imagine it. Because he, like, he remembered it and was like, nope, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk about aliens. Weird. I can't imagine seeing a UFO and not Wait. telling everyone. Well, he was very religious. Were you out at the time? No. Oh, maybe he smelled it on you. <laughs> it could be. What he meant to say was, I just don't want to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was just, that was, like, my way of being, like, oh, like, I don't, I didn't imagine this. This is him being like i don't want to talk about fucking seeing a ufo oh yeah and then i was all, like the other time was i was uh hanging out and like and we were just like hanging out in my buddy's driveway just kind of like shooting the shit you know talking and then like 
we started looking at the stars because it was, you know, I think it was like a pretty clear night and the stars were out. We're looking and then like I start seeing the kind of stuff like buzzing around in the sky like and I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird because it wasn't like it wasn't going forward. It was like it would move back and then kind of like circle back around and then like it had an irregular pattern. And then I saw another one doing the same shit and I'm like, that's bizarre. Like there's no reason that like that's not a satellite or a fucking plane because why would they be doing any of that shit? And then I would saw, like, just little bitty, like, flashes of light in between, like, one another. And I was like, I'm for sure hallucinating this. But it looked like a fucking, like, they were shooting fucking, like, lasers at each other or some shit. And I look cool. over at my buddy, and he's kind of looking at the sky, too. And I'm like, there's no way. And I'm like, he's like, are you seeing this? And I'm like, oh, you see this shit, too? Oh, my gosh. So yeah, I think I saw a fucking, like, spaceship laser battle. Cool. Which that one's like that one's like it was so far away that God, it was that's reptilians versus the tourists, man. Dude, that's what I'm like. That's what it's so fucking crazy with like the fucking alien ships with the navy like videos. It's like, have we actually? And like I've read a lot of like books about this stuff, and like a lot some of these books are talking about how like we do have human establishments on other planets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is it fucking possible that we legitimately are doing that? And that was a fucking space battle. Like I don't want to actually believe it because it sounds so fucking crazy. But at the same time, like. I have no rational explanation Dude, for it. It happens. It happens. Look at Area Fifty One. I I honestly believe that if there's anything at Area Fifty One, it's like one. It's like an exhibit, like a museum exhibit, and the rest of the shit is like top notch, super aircraft and shit that we're not using to go after Russia. Like we're using it to go and figure out what the fuck is fucking with us. Yep. Ugh. Well, I like, guess why we, like this super whole space scary. force thing. That like they're like, oh well, the next thing you know that like you know countries can start attacking us from space, and it's like. Yeah, they could have done this the whole time. Like, the whole time that we figured space out. Like, why is it all of a sudden, like, you know, an issue that we're going to get attacked in space? Now we need a space force? Hmm. I think it's stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, like, and also, it's like, what's the fucking space force going to do against goddamn aliens? Unless we have, you know, the right technology. Yeah, we have to hope that these aliens don't want to fuck our shit up. Yeah. It's okay, Tom DeLonge will save us all. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe the guy from Alkaline Trio, too. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever watched the fucking, like, To the Stars Academy shit? No. Oh, it's fucking it insane. Uh, no, it's not on. It's a, it's its own website. Oh. Yeah. T- he started his whole, like, thing. It's goddamn hilarious. It's just, it just seems, oh, man, I really don't know if I want the breakthrough to come <laughs> from Tom DeLonge. <laughs> Blink-182 <laughs> has been my favorite band since I was eight years old, so if the world is saved by a member of Blink-182, that just proves... That we're living in the weird, like, I'm living in my own world, if that's what actually happens to me. Like, oh. that, yeah, this is your reality. Yeah, that's what's fucking, fucked up in it. no, that's literally, like, one of the craziest things that's ever, like, I had to, like, rationale. Like, what if literally, like, everybody kind of lives their own reality, and the fact that goddamn Tom DeLong, who's been, like, legitimately important to me since I was a kid, discovers fucking aliens, and is, like, a weird American hero because of it. That would be, like, that, I wouldn't be able to, like actually rationalize that in my head all right you talked me into it i want that to happen (laughs) that sounds cool do you think that sometimes he's just like in a field looking up at the stars thinking where are you (laughs) (laughs) well he has that one song fucking aliens exist yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like and then i think he has another song that yeah there was something else on that enema of the state yeah that talked about like something in the closet or whatever like i feel like he, he he said that he's seen aliens and shit as a kid growing up and then like he, you know, talked about it, and then I just identified with him because he, you know, like, 
I really, I don't know why I identified with Blink 182's music, but for some reason I did. So I just think it's really weird that the, all the shit that I'm into, like suddenly, like he's actually like at the peak and pinnacle of like this weird potential scientific discovery. Cause he was talking about like this weird alien technology before the Navy released those same videos. Oh yeah. And it's like, Oh shit. And then like, there's literally emails when, uh, when that big WikiLeaks thing happened, there was emails from Tom DeLonge to certain correspondence within the white house and shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? Yeah. That rules. Yes. It's fucking crazy. Good. That's this so is cool. It's the wildest shit. And then like the technology was talking about element 115 and all like, so the way that he was talking about this technology works is like, you know how if you put like a bowling ball on like a mattress and then you put your hand next to it, the bowling ball will roll toward your hand. He's saying that there's a way that to, uh, that's how the alien ships are flying is there's the object in, you know, space time that's bending gravity because of its weight. And then the uh, thing that energizes it creates a, a, a gravitational warp in front of it. So it just, it's like a slide. Mm. So we need like a Tempur-Pedic. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, Something is that the one that doesn't bounce the bowling ball? They set up the bowling pins yeah, and then yeah, they drop yeah. the ball. Isn't that what we're doing when we go to the moon? Or am I kind well, of stupid? Well, no, that's that's just pure, that's pure uh, rocket propulsion. Well, I know, but then we go around the moon and we use their that gravitational force to throw us back. That's uh, that's yeah, that's the gravitational pull of the planet. This is literally like breaking gra- gravitational waves within oh, like a sphere. So like with like that's where like they're thinking this technology that's like faster than our navy jets and can go anywhere is because it's literally like breaking the rules of gravity because it's warping gravity. Sure cool man and like they just recently proved that gravity is a wave so like they might be able to figure out how to manipulate that wave Ooh, cool i know also a lot of cool bizarre yeah. also would like that shit. applied to mattresses yeah, hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this is why i do a fucking paranormal weird science podcast is because i have like all these like i don't like, i'm not an expert because i don't have any actual information i just have bits and pieces of shit that i think is really cool hey i like it i'm digging it yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. I used to think you sucked. Now it's <laughs> Hell yeah. This is why I'm a comedian, so I can just <laughs> spring people into my house and make them think I'm goddamn insane. Yeah, no, no. This is the furthest thing from insane. I mean, <laughs> if we weren't here, we would just be at home being insane. So. We'd be Hell at yes. home getting high talking about this. Yeah, <laughs> we talk, the, we'd be talking about the same shit. Yeah, yeah. That or like, should we watch Deadwood or <laughs> <laughs> The Sopranos? I just think, you know, you said something at the beginning of this, though, about robots taking over and oh, killing yeah. us all. Like that. That's what I spend more time thinking about than aliens. It's like where I have I have um, quite a few students who are involved in AI. So I teach English to them, and they are already building the robots that are going to kill us. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. What Clifton Antoine last night had that joke uh, about Roombas. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's one. No, it's a joke, and he's just a comedian, but there's one really outstanding line where he goes, uh, one day these Roombas are going to be r- rolling around and they're going to realize that uh, uh you're making the mess it's <laughs> <laughs> very good i mean i'm telling that joke through my filter but that's the same just that's good yeah. that's yeah, good i'm gonna have to hear it but that's the good. thing though roombas are not i don't i i still want him to keep that joke that rules but um roombas are not ai like siri is not ai alexa is not ai those are voice recognition things that they provide some of the same results as AI. This yep. is what I'm learning from 
again, I just have bits no, and AI pieces, all from Chinese computer programmers, one Costa Rican one. Um, and they just, it's like a lot of people think AI is something that it isn't. Saying, Alexa, play Elvis. That's oh, yeah, not no. AI. That is voice recognition. Alexa has like a mild amount of AI where she starts to know your favorite things. Like, oh, well, he searched for this this many times. So he's obviously saying that. But like that, we haven't even started like real AI. Well, there's been a couple like where there was those two AIs that started communicating with one another in like a language that scientists couldn't understand. So they shut them down. <gasps> yeah, that's the kind of shit that we're, Ooh, God, that we're getting into. I need some... I need anytime you find anything interesting on the <laughs> internet, I need you to just shoot it over to me real quick so I can. I'm so dumb about yeah, this. Yeah, can we just have a chat group? Can we send those uh, weird no, things. Like, legitimately, this is probably like other than stand up comedy, like this kind of crazy shit is my biggest passion. Oh, God. You and I have so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I really just sit, I sit around so often thinking, man. I wish I lived on November 21st, 1963, so that I can see what the world was like before JFK got shot. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, so obsessed with how we are not in control at all. And every day we think we are. Ooh. Ooh. Nah, Ooh. dude. Fucking. It's, uh, you ever fuck with simulation theory? I oh. think so. That we are a simulation? Yeah. That I, we are the Sims? <sighs> well... I started thinking about it and like I, I I like to combine different theories and so my theory is and this is I've talked about this a few times and it's gonna sound kind of whack jobby but so co- technology and like programs are created through binary code by and large mm-hmm. zeros and ones atomic structure is based in uh, uh, empty space and the atom the empty space is an important factor in an atom like an atom has the one or however many pieces has a thing, but the negative space within that atom is also extremely important, mm-hmm. which could be represented by zero, which is a null factor, and the atoms would be represented by one. So, if we look at atomic structure the same way we look at binary, it's just, you know, statistically possible that that uh, atomic code could be binary. Oh. And then you look at the, the some of these uh, imperfections that we're seeing, like Donald Trump being president, or just like little weird things, like the um, <laughs> Berenstein Bears. Yes, thing? yeah, the, uh, the Mandela, oh, the yes, Mandela, the Mandela effect? effect is a yeah a major thing. So, um, if you look at so uh, space time is what uh, is curved is you know it's it has shape. To me, space time because of the curvature, regardless of how infinitely large it's expanding, curvature implies shape, spherical shape. The universe is not infinite. The universe is limited. So, because of this, if there are any imperfections within the sphere, say, like, uh, you know, even just, like, you know, a pr- zero, you know, how many zeros, like a million zeros and two a one, that might, like, if that pattern keeps repeating over and over and over, you're not going to start to notice major differences until eventually it just starts to chip away and not meet its end goal. So, with simulation theory, the theory is that we eventually create to the technology that understands like that's like we know like the technology uh, like can figure out okay this is how life started and it creates a simulation to figure out how life how life started and it's possible that when we get to that point it just keeps repeating and we just keep doing that same thing over and over again and if we look at the linear thing because humans or what this i would never have a distinct knowledge point of knowing this is exactly what happened the imperfection in the you know circular loop would eventually stop meeting its other point and it would start to skew 
and it would start to skate against each other and cause problems like that. And that's why I think everything's going fucking crazy is because it is a simulation, but not the same way that we're not in it. All of life is a simulation. It's that's why nothing really exists. Like that's why there are imperfections. It's because nothing should nothing technically should exist. And that's why everything's broken. Sorry, I know that sounds batshit insane. I mean, it doesn't sound batshit insane. It just all of it sounds really good up until the part where you say nothing should exist. But nothing, that's where I, I'm. Lost. But no, I mean, like, yeah. but like, I'm saying, like, I'm not saying that, like, there's, like, I'm saying that, like, I'm going back to my original point of, like, why is there life when really the two extremes are existence and non-existence? When mm. non-existence makes more logical sense than the existence of a universe. Sure, but like, you know, I feel like just like that centrum over there, it's on a spectrum. Like, I don't think there is just existence and non-existence. I think there is pre-existence, like, you know, sperm. <laughs> right. And I think, what? I, I don't know. I just thought it was going to be a pre-cum joke. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it was. It was. <laughs> it really was. And then, uh, you know, I've been, so, like, I was talking about this earlier. The big thing with my me and my dad right now is uh, what I'm thinking is we live forever. Right. There is no death. So, but... We keep dying. People do die. We know that. What I think is happening, what I will, and I don't know if this is already a theory that's been established by some fucking Redditor somewhere or something, but what I would like to think about is how there's an infinite amount of timelines in our life. And there's one where my dad passed away on November 27th and he died. But then there's one where, you know, th- that ended and this is that reality that we're in. And then we have to keep living out that reality till the end. Um, but he moved on to the, a different area. He went to a different reality where he now lives another day longer. And that just keeps jumping around until, you know, ultimately he's in a reality where he's healthy all the way. His consciousness is healthy all the way for the, his entire life. And that's just how that one works out. Right. But we still die and you still die and everything else is like that. But in our realities, there's so many infinite. So. I don't know if that already exists as a theory, but that's what I like to think of. It reminds me of a, a reminiscent th- thing that I heard is like, do you ever have like a near death experience mm-hmm. or like, or just anything where like yes. you should have died, but like you, you move just at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. They're like actually yeah. someone dying, right? Exactly. That's when yeah, you actually like, died. Like that's what I was talking about earlier when we were like, I thought that was where alternate universes come up. Like that time that the lights went out in the plane I was flying in, that's where I split. And at yep. one point I died over the Pacific ocean. But um, this is this is the one where you like, didn't. This is the one where I didn't. I like to think of life life's universes divided by dramatic things, like yeah. big important things. Well, like fucking just but how many big important things are actually just one little small thing? Like someone who had who worked in the World Trade Centers, uh, they were they leaving leaving yeah overslept or or they were leaving mm-hmm. for work and uh, they decided. Um, to not look at the buttons on their elevator and they actually hit the wrong floor and that wasted 10 more seconds and that 10 seconds was the difference. So it's like small and minute, but it is life-changing. Yes. Yes. So I guess so. Yeah. But I, I like to think that that person who left their cell phone in their car and went back to get it and missed being in a terrorist attack is the division is where they went to get their phone not whether they ate one more Rice Krispie that morning that delayed something, <laughs> you know. But you know, or yeah, like they had a bowl of Rice Krispies and one more Rice Krispie would have made them sick on the subway or something. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's so weird. 
I love to think about that. I I don't know. I've had a lot of situations in my life where I, I should have been I definitely should be dead. I should oh, have same. overdosed oh, same. or got shot or something. I was on a date with someone once and uh or maybe I wasn't on a date. I don't know. I was at a <laughs> restaurant with someone and then I went over to an open mic that was like a block away and or no, I went to Lefties and on the way there a bunch of uh, ambulances went by and shit and I didn't think anything of it I didn't care I mean like they're going anywhere in Des Moines I don't know and then next day I found out that someone got shot at that restaurant about where we were oh damn and it was at Saints by Goodson's and oh, that's shit that's like I mean that's how it is that's I made the decision that I had to go get drunk I wanted to go get drunk with my comedy friend so I didn't get shot oh fuck you <laughs> like did you have like I like I, it's it's so rare that it happens, but like I'll sometimes have like really distinct gut feelings, and then like more times than not, if I follow that gut feeling, like it's a better thing. Like one of my best examples is, I I was at a party that got busted in high school, and the whole day that I was planning on going, because it was like this established thing, the whole day my gut was saying, "Don't fucking go, don't go, don't go. It's not gonna go well," and then lo and behold, gets fucking busted by the cops. But so like anymore, like I f- when my gut is like giving me that, like, do not do, th- you know, something I don't do it. And then like I find out later, like, oh, this crazy shit happened. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, damn. Like you ever. So like, did you get like that kind of feeling or is it just like it was just like a random coincidence that you left? So, I mean, that day, I, I mean, I, I'm not that retrospective about it, but I think that day I just left because it was time to leave. And right. I didn't there was no reason to stay longer. It would have been more expensive to stay longer. I didn't really factor into the idea that someone might, you know, with your idea about going to a party, you already, no matter what, whether you're going to get busted or not, have it in the back of your head that it could. Right. And Mm -hmm. when I'm at dinner at Saints, I'm not thinking, oh, someone's going to come in here and start shooting with an AK-47. That's the fucking thing that did it. Yeah. Jesus. And Beaverdale, baby. Um, But, I mean, I'm real, I'm huge into... Uh, body language so yeah he knows so much about body language it's like people will only be honest with you through their body and and as long as they don't think that you're actually watching them like there was one time at an open mic where i'm hanging out with some of um the women that used to do comedy here and that moved away and uh one of them was on a tinder date and this guy was like yeah i i uh i work at a a music recording studio and I know, I know enough about body language and how people work that if I asked him real quick where it was or who his boss was, you could tell that he was going to lie and make up a name. And he did. I, I, I asked a quick question that he wasn't expecting, he wasn't prepared for, and he looked down, looked away, and came up with some name and then quickly touched his face and tried to get out of it. And I'm like, ooh. And I leaned over to the comedian um, and I said, hey. That dude, I don't know what his deal is, but he doesn't work for a music studio. Like, he's lying to you, so beware. You know, you could keep the date going, but know that. And then she turns to the groom and goes, hey, my friend James said that you don't actually work at a recording studio. (laughs) And then this guy typically gets angry at me because I'm challenging his world. So he, like, he starts yelling at me, and I'm like, hey, man, I just don't think you work at a recording studio. That's all. If you want to you wanna go on a date with this chick, that's fine. It's not my deal. It's not my situation, but I don't think you work at a recording studio. And he goes, yeah, I do. Fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Whatever. The next day, I'm, I'm on a show with one of the girls who was uh, there, and she, I asked her about it, and she goes, oh, yeah, that guy? 
he's a construction worker in DeWitt. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. And I was like, did she like not hang out with him? And she's like, no, he, he, they still went on and dated Jesus. and stuff. But she's still... I don't, I don't. I don't know, know who it is. So yeah, yeah. body language is very interesting. I I I, uh, I went to school. I studied communication. Was like literally. I thought I I wanted to go for mass communications, but my advisor. But you're not religious anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my advisor actually fucked me over and signed me up for communication studies, which is completely different, mm-hmm. and literally threw me like kind of you know down a fucking hole. What? Yeah. You so could. Oh my god. Yeah. I fucked. I am like kind of salty about it because it's like, oh, I went, you know, the thing that I was actually gonna use in my life, but you could still change that. You could still get it. Well, my thing was fix it. I know I graduated with the degree, but my thing was like, they, she told me like, I think it was like halfway through because all of my classes were like, oh, communication one hundred and one, communication one hundred and two, like they all had communication in the name, and I don't know any different at the time, and they were all such like you know the one hundreds or so basic level, and then the two hundreds got a little bit more interpersonal, and I was like, all right, these are you know, a little different. And then I found out like halfway through my junior year that I wasn't in mass com. I was in communication studies, which is a subdivision of sociology. So I studied like body language, interpersonal communication, like nonverbal communication, like uh, internet communication, uh, all sorts of like, uh, it, like all this other stuff. So it's useful as a comedian to like, oh, yes. to like know all that stuff. But uh, so your body language thing, did you ever uh, read up on chameleon, like the chameleon theory or not, maybe not even a theory, but it's like a chameleon effect. There we go. Um, you know, I I don't know. No, so sure. what it is is uh you can it's and it's super fun is if you take a sort of like a weird not like outrageously weird pose but if you take a certain pose the person you're talking to will start to imitate your pose mirroring yeah yeah it's really cool so I mean that's a uh, uh, that's like this when they say imitation is the sincerest form of flattery it's also how you know that someone is interested in talking to you yep so i remember on our first date she I was started about to say me. that yeah. he was like you're mirroring me yeah i mean like, I oh, like this. <laughs> what? i mean in my head i was like oh cool she's mirroring me right. <laughs> and uh you know it was it's, weird it's, <laughs> yeah, the best thing that i learned out of this is when to end a conversation because uh, some people will give you signals like they're looking at a clock, but that doesn't mean they want to end the conversation. They're just thinking about the future. Right. That's all. But you watch their feet. So if we're in a group of like four people and I'm talking to you and then when it's when you're listening, I look down at your feet and neither of your feet are pointed towards me. I know you don't want to talk to me anymore. You want that conversation to be done. You want me to leave. Or if your feet are towards the door, you want to leave. You want to get out. But I also can tell, like, in a, if we're in a group of people, if your one foot is at me and one foot is at someone else, you're reserving to, like, talk to that other person or be able to turn to that person easily. And, I mean, that stuff helps you out as a as a comedian. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some, some people who just have no body language skills at all, and they're, they just, you know, tell the worst jokes. I think we might have saw one last <laughs> night who could not pick up on body language at all. But... You know, that makes that makes him a more daring comedian, I guess. I don't know. But it, it's helped me on stage to know when to get off a riff. Oh, move yeah. Move on to something else because someone's touching their hands. They're uncomfortable. Or my, my favorite is like when like people are like, oh, no, like I, I knew I had to keep going. And it's like no, you didn't have to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like if they're not. Hey, pro tip. If somebody's not reacting to what you're saying, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> don't just keep going. I promise that the end isn't going to be what you think it is. <laughs> Unless you have it already and you're like, nah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get them back. Yeah. Eh, 
I don't. I don't think he got. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I, I I've seen people like if you're like you can definitely get out of a bad joke. Like there's like I've I've been in the middle of something where I'm like I have more of this joke, but like what's already happening isn't going to get anywhere. So like and I you know the ending you know might the ending will work if I have you the whole time, but I'm not gonna drag you along if you don't have the all the pieces that you want, and then get to the end and like waste everybody's time for you know two three minutes like fucking wrap it up like mm-hmm. i don't understand this whole thing where it's like oh no i just had to have faith in myself and they just didn't get like i don't get i don't do the whole like that bad audience didn't thing. get it i That's don't yeah bullshit. i don't do the whole bad audience thing anymore. i had that happen today today on facebook someone wrote a racist joke yeah i said this sucks and then it, they messaged me and said uh was that one too far as if <laughs> what they wanted me to say was yes that was too far and they could go good you're just not ready yeah. Something like that, but I was like, "No, this is just a big giant pile of shit." <laughs> yeah, I, and he was uh, like, "God, you can't even make jokes about comedy anymore." Blah, blah. And it's like, "Oh, he thought that he can, you can't even make jokes about race." And I was like, "No, you just can't make bad jokes, yeah. about terrible jokes." And also, why should you write jokes about race? You don't fucking know. <laughs> do you know uh, any black people? Do you know any Mexican people? Or do you just sit around and like fuck Doug Stanhope and like? dream up reddit fucking threads that's what i, I love people like i love edgy humor in the midwest it's like you like when they're like why can't i tell it's because you don't know like the people in new york can joke about that stuff because that's the people they grew up with they actually know these people i to me firmly believe you can joke about most everything as long as it's like don't make someone feel bad yeah if you can make a joke out of something terrible and not make any person on earth feel bad then that's a good joke but when you're sitting there saying like black women talk too loud who's gonna feel bad about that joke it's gonna be um, well targeted you're supposed to be trying to make black people feel bad and it's like what do you are you a bully at 36 the whole reason you put that joke was to make white people laugh yeah, and, and mm-hmm. that didn't work at all. No, no, it no, did not. It's just a toxic. Just I don't know. No, that's what, what a is podcast. Stupid. We've talked about everything. Yeah, I know we've yeah. been talking a fucking solid amount of time. We're about oh boy. Yeah, we're like oh a little over two hours. I love it. Yikes! Yeah. Wow, what time is fucking no sleep tonight? Oh, um, eight. Eight. I, right. Eight or nine, maybe. Yeah, because I I know I want to try to hit that up here, so I don't know if I don't. Oh no, Brazilian singer and composer. Hawaii Gilberto died. Oh no, not <laughs> not that guy. At eighty eight. But I love Bossa Nova. Oh cool. Everyone <laughs> pulled out their phones. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just I looking just at stuff. I did I did want to say one last thing. Uh I know we're this is wildly off subject now, but if you can just remember earlier when we were talking about cryptozoology. Yes. Um so one night in two thousand and fifteen I had to have back surgery so the night before it i kind of had like a mental breakdown i was like oh i'm not a man anymore i'm not a big strong pillar of masculinity i need to be torn open by some fucking surgeon and he's gonna reattach and make me better and sucks because this is my body i'm a fucking temple you know what i don't care if i have a bad back i'm gonna go camp by myself tonight and it was like the night that like the freeze set in for the first time oh shit (laughs) but anyway i didn't give a shit i went out i took my tent to a place called grammar grove and uh, I built a fire, and I just had this, like, nice little man night to myself. And then um, it was really weird because I fell asleep. And when I dream, I don't dream about the place I'm in. I'm always, like, someplace I've never seen before or 
you know, an idea that I put together. I don't dream about this room or that room, but I was in my tent. I was dreaming about being in my tent and a deer tried to jump over my tent, but actually landed on my tent. And I thought about how terrifying that would be. And when I woke up, there was an entire valley of coyotes howling right below me. I was like up on a ridge and everyone down there is just like, I would hear one and then I'd hear 50 million. Yeah. That's intense. It was scary. And then, so I'm telling a friend about it a couple of weeks later and he goes, you camped out at Grammar Grove by yourself. I was like, yeah. He goes, I got to tell you something. When I was a Cub Scout, we went out there like a bunch of us kids. And in the middle of the night, I had to go pee. So I went up to the cornfield, went up to the edge of the cornfield, and I started peeing. And I saw something about 30 feet out just stand up, and it had wings. And he said that he just sat there and stared at it while peeing, and it moved around a little bit, and then it was gone. Whoa. Uh, I'm sorry if that story isn't verbatim, Nick, but <laughs> like that freaked uh, terrified that I stayed there by myself. Yeah, that's fucking intense. Just and cryptos cool. are like cryptids are usually like kind of essentially immortal from what I've understood. Like, ah. like I've like you know the Jersey Devil and like fucking Bigfoot. Like they've they've been around for so goddamn long. It's like if they are there, like they're probably still fucking there. Oh yeah, great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Also, random fun fact about coyotes. Did you know uh, coyotes actually howl to check their population size? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Roll great. call. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what they were doing. They're like, yeah, that guy up there, he's about 320. So <laughs> we're going to, how many do we got here? How many coyotes? Because, yeah, they'll, uh, and uh, literally, like, so female coyotes, if there's less uh, howls when she howls back well, and she's pregnant, she'll actually produce more puffs. But if there's a lot of howls, she'll produce less. What? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my god, we're gonna have twins. We're just gonna howl forever. <laughs> uh, yeah. When you howl, I won't howl back. Oh yeah, I guess I, I'm just Hell gonna walk yes. around howling <laughs> whenever I get pregnant. Oh boy. Ow. Hell yeah. Another reason we should get pregnant yeah. as soon as possible. Absolutely. You heard it here well, first, the- everybody. Ow. That is a takeaway <laughs> from this episode. Well. I think we've probably talked about just about everything. Just the, it feels like it. I mean, I know there's more. There's, I it's mean, true, there's more, but that's probably we'll have to talk about deja vu next. Absolutely. Oh fuck yes. That was the other big part about that whole like theory, that string theory that I was talking about. How there's a infinite. Oh amount. yeah. We're yeah. obviously just taking peeks into like other. Uh, yeah, deja realities. vu is so. Like, I have so much, so much deja vu. It's, it's so like, unsettling. You're it's like, a fake I've component. been here before. What the fuck? I know. I mean, have you ever had deja vu where you're like, oh, I know, I remember now. I dreamt about this before I got here. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I had did one. that on a train Well, we once. just relaunched the conversation <laughs> Sorry, now. That's fine. We can keep going. <laughs> Next like, time we'll have to. I don't to, know. I don't know what we're doing. Sorry. Yeah, I, know, Sorry. I don't have to be there till. Well, I don't have to be there, but <laughs> no sleep doesn't start till late 30, so we can go as long as we need to. But yeah, no, I don't know if it counts as a Mandela effect or deja vu. But one of my most unsettling moments as a kid that, like, really, like, made me get further into, like, because I was already, like, I grew up in A, a haunted house, which, like, fucks with your head. And then B, like, I, like, was this particular one, like, really set me over. I was, like, probably nine or ten. It was when, um, I think it was, like, the Santa Claus 3 came out. And, I uh, know. With Martin Short? I don't, I don't know who it was. But, um. That's, it, that's for you, Bo, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> it had, uh, it had the one, it was the one with Jack Frost. And I remember yeah. as a kid, as Mar- Martin Short as oh okay, Frost, yeah. <laughs> well I, I remembered like I was uh, watching a movie 
in theaters and like there was an ad for the Santa Claus three with this dude and I was like, Oh weird, they're advertising a movie that already came out and my friend was like, What are you talking about? This is that's a brand new movie and I'm like, No, that movie's been out for like a year and he's like, Nope, that movie hasn't come out yet and I was like no, for sh- like I was, and it just fucked with my head because like I knew that that movie had, had already came out. Like I was like, no, I've I've seen that movie. Like I watched it. Like it's out. And he's like, nope, brand new movie. And then he was right. It ended up coming out on DVD or whatever the fuck. Like you know, a few months later. Because and I, like, looking back on that, I'm like, that's one of the weirdest things. Like I mean, seeing like the ghost and the UFO. Like that to me, like that's normal weird shit. Like, yeah. that, but that one to me, I was like, that fucked with my whole fabric or like of reality. I was sure. like, oh, this is not okay the santa claus will do that yeah <laughs> so, so i don't know if it was a mandela effect or a deja vu or like what the fuck but do you think you're actually arguing because you're just like talking about santa claus 2 <laughs> like no damn it it came out a year ago and it had a two in it not a three it's just <laughs> awful no because it was i distinctly remember like the santa it was the the jack frost characters what like triggered it in my head because like it was a very specific like costume design and i was like oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh it because it, it wasn't he wasn't in two and then, like, this, I was like, oh, that's weird that they're putting it out again. And it's like, nope, new fucking movie. Hmm. I used to, there was a train that ran from, I think it still does, Osceola and Ottumwa to Chicago. And Dad and I sometimes would ride it. And one time we went from Ottumwa to Chicago. And on the way there, like, I'm sitting looking out the window and I see a construction site. And I've never been on this train before. I've never seen that from that view if I've ever even seen it before. And it was intense. I had, I knew that I've been there. I knew the dream. I could tell you that there was like where they put the big trucks and shit. It was, it was really strange. And I don't know. I always think that it's like a, just a little window into what you've seen before. Yeah. I've, I've encountered just extreme deja vu in so many places. And it's usually something that I've dreamed of before. And my dreams are only set in like, I, I'm going to estimate here, but my dreams are probably only set in like 150 locations maybe or 200 locations. Like I go back to the same houses and there's just like, it's just, I, I don't know. And I've encountered some of them in, in places. One, oh, uh, I encountered one of the places in, in Utah when we were driving around in um like the middle of nowhere. And then we just like turned down a weird road and I was like, oh my God, I've been here. Mm-hmm. hundreds of times i've been here i know this place and like i could i had so many memories there and then um some of them like i i did work in china for a couple of years and do a lot of traveling around there and i encountered several of those places where it's like i have been here like i this is this is my home this is a place that something happened to me and it's it's just Oh, it's so weird and creepy and cool and it's like the coolest feeling ever <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's weird because those things like pull you to a right choice uh-huh. you feel that? Uh, yeah I mean it's they pull me in I don't know what they're pulling me towards but I mean like the decisions you make after that though are I mean now you're here and you're obviously happy I think I, I told you the story about my dad he uh, my I have an uncle who was in the Navy and I have another uncle and a grandpa and they all went down to um south carolina or north carolina wherever the base is down there to visit my uncle dennis and they're all at a bar drinking and grandpa decides he wants to go and my dad goes well i'm gonna stay do you care if little joe stays and so dad and joe stay at the bar grandpa and dennis go back to the hotel room and 
Joe's like, how are we going to get home? And my dad's an old hippie, so he's like, we'll just hitchhike. We'll figure it out. And dad's never been here before. He doesn't know which way is which. He came from the airport to this bar, so he doesn't know what, where the fucking hotel is. He doesn't know this shit. And uh, this is all from my uncle, Joe, who told me the story. Uh, so they're out walking now. They're, all, they're both pretty drunk. They're walking, and my dad has his thumb out. And a car comes by and stops and turns around. And my dad immediately knew they're not trying to pick us up. They're going to beat the fuck out of us. They know, like, my dad had long hair. He, like, you know, back then that was a trigger for... Long, beautiful hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that was a trigger. So my dad just starts taking off running. And him and Joe run a crazy, like, not crazy far, but they're running through trees that are off the highway. And then they just come out in the hotel parking lot that they it was just like dad said dad felt that dad knew where to go he was just pulled there by some learned experience that he had not learned yet that's wild yeah and they didn't get the shit kicked out of him. that's always that's a positive better, yeah well that, that's like and uh i don't know if it's it's not it's definitely not the same level but like one thing i've noticed lately like as i've been getting like older and i've been navigating myself more like I don't really get, like, and given it's, you know, Des Moines, so it's hard to get lost, but, like, even, like, when I go somewhere and I don't have an exact idea of where I am, I can kind of just, like, gut reaction, like, all right, this is, like, even if I'm not even, like, navigating it by landmarks, I can be like, okay, if I turn left here, that's going to take me to this, like, and it's more just, like, all gut. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, like, a weird gut navigation thing. Like, it's, I think, I don't know, I think that there's something there's to be said about, like, people being able to figure out, like, whether it is from like you know something that has happened or it's like it's going to happen or just that weird like intuition that we don't like, that we can tap into. Um, I, I mean, I I believe that all of us have the same level of intuition. Um, I hope you don't mind me throwing you under the bus, Joan, a okay. little bit. Um, out of the two of us, I feel that I'm a little bit more intuitive than you. Would you agree? I in, think in, um, in certain ways, I think I'm int- intuitive to people's feelings and things, but you tend to be intuitive to like, we got to do this. We got to go that way. We got to do that. And it always works out. Yeah. So I, I think when I say that everyone has the same amount of intuition, I think also some people have like a static that like a building breaking up their AM radio or something. Like, I think that out of the two of us, you think a lot more about little details and stuff like that. And like you said earlier, Uh, so much (laughs) that I'm like a little I got a lot of free space in my head. So I think, yeah, like like, I've been thinking about like what ingredients I don't have to make dinner. Like, like I just while we're doing this podcast, it's like I'm not trying to. But in my head, I'm going like, blah, 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 blah. I wonder if Ivy has bamboo shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I think it's it's it is kind of neat that like you are like you're more the bits and pieces and you're more the big picture and it, like that works Ooh. very well together. Cause, like, I think you've said that. I don't know. I don't she's, know. She's called me the big picture one before. Hmm. <laughs> um. But what were you saying about it? You were going to say that you have a higher. More, t- yeah. More I, I'm just saying I'm, I'm a smarter, cooler. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> more brilliant <laughs> being. I mean, today is one of those situations where like I was supposed to be in another place doing something else i was supposed to drive a long ways and then i said ah, i don't have a good feeling about this so we don't know what could have happened if i had went to oshkosh wisconsin mm-hmm. like we don't know what would have happened Instead but you ended up on my dope ass podcast yeah oh, yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> think you know you know you know one of the best happen. you know there's always 
great podcast going on in Des Moines. It's a city full of great podcasts. Really? If you're not into it, man, I hope you're just not it alone. Really, I mean, it really <laughs> is though. Like I, I'm a, I haven't listened to Danny Carmen's new podcast yet, but I've heard great things. It's and pretty good. Keeping up with the Jones is my favorite oh, Des Moines so podcast. And Alex and Toll are doing good stuff. Oh yeah. They, I literally sometimes have to like bite my lip at work to stop from like laughing out loud. <laughs> like genuinely are like, they're very funny. I, I love Toll and Toll knows that I love Toll. Uh, since he started this podcast, he has become such a more open performer. And like, he's, I mean, I've, I've seen him on stage years ago, say no to situations. And now he's just like, yes. And you know, yesterday that whole conversation that whatever, and, uh, the guy that we're talking about is calling it all like pretend and all that. And it's like, man, Toll honestly is become a best of like, what are you fucking talking about? That's like saying that you shouldn't make art if no one is going to look at it or listen to it. Uh, it's yeah, total that's bullshit. True. I like, mean, I'm not sitting here saying we're making art, but we fucking are. I yeah. mean, we're doing a thing. We're doing something. I'm sorry. You're the, you're why, the one doing why is his line? Uh, Everyone has a podcast. Why are you going to make a podcast when everyone does stand up and he's doing stand up? Yeah. <laughs> it's like what? It's okay to do things that other people are doing. Like it's pretty Just fun. Be happy. God, Just we have, have fun. Seven years of the simulation. Yep. Yeah. The batteries it is out. a simulation. I mean, like there's no other explanation for the direction of events in my life of the past year. I mean, like it is a oh, simulation. Yeah. Someone, so whoever's playing SimCity, Joan, was like, ooh, 29 years, she had it good. Let's Let me just fuck, fuck shit things up. up. It's like they're tornado, trying to tornado. break me. I, I swear to God. And it's like getting to the point where I'm like, I... I mean, I, I don't even like feel like I don't even care anymore. I'm like, whatever, dudes. Like they uh. they took they took our cars, the tornado. They took away my sense of security. And then yeah, then we lost your tornado. and then we lost your dad. And then that was long drawn out thing. And now we've lost and then we lost my, my grandma and my dad and my other grandma. And it's like, what the hell is going on? It <laughs> all just starts coming and don't stop coming. Now it's to the point where I'm like, you know, if we walked outside and the car had like a, a huge rock smashed into it or the tree falling on it, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Well, I think it's also like, like you've learned whatever. that you've kind of figured out like it just things keep going and you figure it out. And once you have, you know, major things happen and you do figure it out, you're like, you're ready for you know you're, you're not excited for it but like you're ready for the next thing you're yeah. like all right like fucking i got through this before we'll get through it again like it sucks the whole time yeah. but like you're never like once you've done it a few times it's, it's the same it's not this not nearly the same as you know stand up but it's like it's the same as like once you've gone through a couple of sets where you just you fucking just eat dick and then you stop caring you're like oh yeah it's still not it doesn't stop you and like that's what it's really cool that you've been able to be like all right like what's what's the next fucking thing yeah like, it like just shows what's, growth what's next i don't know i mean like something's gonna happen i don't know what the worst thing that could happen to me would be probably a trade war with china but <laughs> no i mean a real war because <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get drafted because i'm gonna lose my job okay, I, uh, I got bone spurs you know i'm gonna yeah, like, <laughs> oh you're still young enough to get drafted am i what's the cut i thought it was 28 and i thought it was 30 or something oh, maybe it's not when they bring back the draft maybe they'll change the rules god damn it and you I, should be like i you know why'd they have to let gay people in the military again i mean i could have yeah. fucking gotten out you should be like yeah. i know you didn't <laughs> ask you didn't ask but i'm telling you yeah now they're just like letting <laughs> everybody in. It's like, god damn it I could have gotten out of this shit. Did you ever watch In the Army Now with... Uh, uh, that's um, Polly Shore, isn't it? Yeah, Polly Shore. Yep. And I forget. Oh, 
Andy Dick. Yep. And they're like, we can't go to war. And then they kiss in front of the <laughs> colonel. And he's like, oh, great job. Now go to war. <laughs> you know, I just found the, um, I just found my dad's, um, like a huge envelope of all of his stuff applying to be a conscientious objector to Vietnam. Um, and it was, it's pretty crazy to think about like all these things addressed to his dorm room in, in Buffalo, New York. And it's like, he's getting these letters being like, you have to go fucking kill people Whoa. or die. And he's just like replying with a typewriter. I mean, it's all paper. How is it even? I don't know. That is weird I don't to think know, about. Man. It's what? crazy. I'm just like, while he's in a dorm room getting, well, like, no, like it's ever like, I, I don't know. I always just think it's weird to think of like, at least my parents, but like just parents. And, like when you think of your own parents being like your age, like that always just oh, kind yeah. of that trips me out. It's like, oh yeah, shit. Like they've been like my age before. Like they've they've made the same, maybe not, definitely not the same dumb mistakes, but like they've also made dumb mistakes. Oh, my dad yeah. made dumber mistakes. They took they they took nudes. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone was naked back then. Everyone huh? was naked Jeez. back then. Fucking. Oh my god. That was the seventies then. Seventies, yeah, and and then it's just so. I don't know what year those the correspondence was from, but it's like. How is this like the thing that determines these pieces of paper are not just determining his life, but now it's now it's on to me. Like some some lady sat down at a typewriter and said, OK, you are the one that is chosen to be uh, this conscientious objector, even though fucking everyone, even the people who wanted the war probably didn't want to go to it because nobody wants to die. I'm surprised how many people are like into being in the military, though. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a cousin who, like, grew up playing Call of Duty games and stuff. And when he was 12 or 13 or 14, he really wanted to go into the Air Force. And his parents were kind of into it. I mean, they love him immensely. So they didn't really want to think about their uh, boy being in danger. But he was like, he's so gung-ho about it. And I was like, man, I hope someday you get, like, socked in the head and you become colorblind or something. (laughs) Because you got the whole world in front of you and you just want to use it to, like, drop bombs and stuff i hope someday you'd smoke weed yeah it's really like <laughs> call of duty style like i like i i don't i'm not gonna i'm not you know one of these like oh video games make people violent thing but like you look at call of duty and it is just a giant fucking murder simulator oh shit you know when uh, that guy went to new zealand and he uh, or the guy in new zealand shot up those mosques yeah and he like did it with a gopro on his head and okay so i know this is unpopular and gross and shit but i f- found that video and i watched it and it looks just like call of duty it does it looks i mean looks first person you're moving around you're doing dumb shit and it's creepy it didn't it, even feel real it it looked just i mean god that is what's going in people's heads so i think there is a little bit of truth of at least the people who are willing to kill someone at least now they have a template of what it's going to look like yes you know they're not afraid of like Oh, when I kill someone, am I going to get a light in my eyes or something? Some kind of signal going off in my brain? No, they're just like willing to go for it. And like I read some book and they were, uh, it was like, I don't remember the exact quote, but uh, they were talking, it was a guy's perspective on, you know, he was in the military. And he said that like guys would like, they would like kind of stiff up when they were shooting at targets, like just pa- like paper targets that looked like people. They would like stiff up or like their aim would go weird. And he's like, and now I look at these kids that are pulling virtual triggers on things that look so much like real people mm-hmm. and it's like oh, yeah. yeah he's like it's weird because they're you know he's like these were army men that would like you know get like 
they would get icky feelings by shooting at paper that looked like people. Well, you know, they say that a lot of in war, m- the majority of guys shoot above people's heads because they don't want to kill anyone. They just it's so scary. You lock up and you just shoot above people's heads. So, but you know what? Call of Duty is one thing. Virtual reality is another thing. Oh, like yeah. right now, we just got VR. Right now, the VR is like cutesy kind of games. Yeah. There isn't anything realistic yet. Um, it's more like, like you have to shoot these lightsabers at this cube, and it's really fun and cool. But um, I mean, I found I stumbled upon VR death videos oh, those are and you can die in a car accident I'm in sorry, vr how, how come you haven't told me this? i've told you That's this horrible. It, was, it was a day that i was i was really i was having a really shit day and um I, I my dad had just died and i was like got angry at some woman who cut us off and then told us to fix our car because she pulled into our lane and oh, oh i'm still oh, mad yeah, at her yeah, she steam. was in a convertible and i wanted to throw a Lacroix at her by weapon of choice <laughs> i let it and, happen because i knew she needed to get some of that steam out. and i was just like <laughs> screaming and mad and mad and i was just so mad and james went to the kitchen to do some dishes um, not because I was mad, just to give me <laughs> some space, cool down. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go into VR. And he had been talking about, um, it, I, it started so innocent. He knows I love um, like history and kings and queens. And he's like, oh, there's a VR where you can go to Versailles. And I'm like, ooh, Versailles. I got to find that. That sounds relaxing and fun for me. But I didn't know that that was like an app. And I went to like YouTube on like a browser and I was like typing it. And the first thing I found was like VR die in car accident real and was like, okay. And so I press it and then suddenly I'm driving a car and like I'm texting and it's you aren't in control. So that part is a little unrealistic. But then it's like the the airbag hits you and like the (sighs) you're crawling on the ground and there's little flicks of um like you're going in and out of consciousness so the video's fading in and coming back and like and um there's that there was like falling down an elevator dying there was Whoa. um another car crash like collision we gotta death go. and we, we uh gotta get out of here. you want to you want to <laughs> die yeah, in vr i've yes. been telling you this for weeks and you keep you blowing it off you didn't tell me that there was like a series of videos you just told it's me that just vr one. death and I just got in that little loophole and was like, holy shit, <laughs> this intense. is real. So you you got these kids playing Call of Duty right now, shooting two-dimensional things on – well, I guess they're three-dimensional. Mario's two-dimensional. They're yeah, like yeah. – okay. Um, I mean, it's real. It's Sometimes when I'm playing Skyrim and I fall off of something, I can oh, feel yeah. a little bit in my stomach like <laughs> – but VR is going to be a whole new level. Have you messed around with VR at all? Yeah. I uh, Actually, my one of my managers at work let me borrow his PlayStation VR headset for a little while because I was curious about it. And then I bought that uh, Resident Evil 7, the VR version, and like I tried to play it. And like I, I love horror movies and I love horror games, but like that was yeah. like one step too far for me. Like – well, they're mostly because I like one of my biggest fears is I hate water. Like I don't mind pools, but like I don't like not being able to like like lakes and stuff like that, or just like water where I can't see things. The like, bottom. I'm terrified because yeah, there's it. monsters in it. Yeah. There so is. and in a horror fucking game, when you have to go when you're swimming through like a you know pool of water underneath a house in a fucking Resident Evil game. I'm like, what's going to fucking scare me? Because yep. I know it's going to happen. And then something fucking scared me. And I was like, fuck this game. Yeah. And I just stopped right there. I couldn't. Um, the other day we were doing a, a game called The Plank. A little tiny 
thing it's not like a game it's just a thing where you can like walk out on a plank overhanging a city that's kind of like chicago-ish kind of city and um i couldn't do it it's like i know i'm on our basement floor i know i can feel the carpeting i can feel my dog breathing on me like i know that i'm not but i couldn't i couldn't move forward because i mean i mean i have a pretty strong fear of heights so but i'm thinking i'm sitting there thinking i'm like you know if if that fear is real there like i could probably conquer my fear of heights using vr i don't want to because it's scary that's actually uh, there was a back in the like obviously before vr got like uh mainstream there used to be like uh vr therapy for people that would have like extreme phobias like uh there was one i I don't remember what it was that i watched but like there was one with arachnophobia and like the person would wander around a simulated house and like they would have like certain stations where the people would walk up and it's like all right like you're in the you know you're in this kitchen and there's a spider in your sink and you need to take the spider out and you need to put it in the yard and they have like stuff that you would like interact with in this room that was like set up so you would be like Uh moving it and then like seeing it on the screen but like you're not actually interacting with the spider Ah. and then i hope it's like um you know what's when you win solitaire and all the cards dance (laughs) over i hope at the end it's just spiders everywhere (laughs) like they try to make the spider happy or something they put a little happy face with like eyelashes (laughs) the thing that really fucked me up about vr is not any of the games but like you know the controllers you have a thumb that moves yeah and the trigger that moves, and then these move the all and then together. The, and then, like, the, is the motion things, too? Uh, yeah. So, yep. like, it has it on the mask. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It knows where your hands are. We have to have the lights on. It, like, sees them. Uh, okay. So, like, you know, know, you can move your hand around like this, and I could point. I could grab, like, a cigar and smoke it. Um, you play, like, for a while, and then afterwards, I was laying down looking at my phone, and my hands were VR hands, like, in real life. Whoa. I'm looking at my hands, and I can't feel them i'm like what am i even doing to make them move and it just i had a huge disconnect with my it felt like uh the real world was virtual reality and that's when i triggered something and i saw the simulation that's trippy i mm-hmm. saw the binary <laughs> you saw the zeros and ones yeah mm-hmm. all right well i think now this is just a conversation right. between friends so. yeah you're ready to hop on so, out of here you got yeah. anything to plug i'm ready to stop pretending like we're hungry <laughs> <laughs> um things to plug um god i have nothing uh the t- july 21st i'm at the waverly for sure shot oh shit i think i'm on that one too i think you are you are yeah. let's plug it together buddy i All think right. it's a sunday night it's gonna be fun yep. last show i went to at the waverly was pretty cool um, and then I've got a uh, short run of shows all over the Northwoods of Wisconsin going on a little run with Patrick Hasty from formerly of here than from New York. So all it's right. going to be pretty cool. I do have something. Oh. On July 12th. I don't know when you're going to do this. July 12th, uh, Battle of the Champions for the Graham. <gasps> Ooh, yes. That's what it is? July you're 12th. on it? Oh, yes. the Graham is so fun. I, I am one of the champions. He Hell was yeah. a champion. Yeah, this will uh, this will come out this Tuesday, so that would be cool. Beforehand, so hell yeah, perfect. All right, alrighty, awesome. and then uh, we've got the Johnny Pemberton show July twentieth at Vaudeville Muse. Make sure you guys go on over to that. And uh, for anybody, uh, anybody's welcome. But uh, we got the roast of Wade Taylor, one of our lovely hosts of punandgame.com, is moving from Des Moines. So we're roasting the shit out of him before he leaves. Where's he going? Where's he going? He's going to, oh, you didn't know he's leaving? No, no we're I'm a little bit out of touch uh, no, since yeah. you know our Salt dads keep dying and shit. Yeah. Where's he going? Salt Lake City? Yeah, he's moving way the fuck away. Is it for comedy? For or comedy? Oh, his girlfriend. Oh. Oh. 
I had no idea. Yeah, he's a he's moving away, doing new things. So uh, cool. You know, that cool. that should be fun for him. But uh, Salt yeah. Lake City is beautiful. I guess I don't know area. if he wants to be plugging that on the podcast, but sorry, Wade, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to yeah, talk about your shit. You so uh, <laughs> let's go to that roast. Yeah, when yeah. is his roast? It's uh, July 18th. July. Thursday, 18th. July 18th. Hell yeah. Cool. 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 Alrighty. And uh, as always, make sure you go on over to punandgame.com where you can find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming, Not Worth the Time, Who Gives a F, A New Returning Favorite, n- Things About Stuff, and of course, The Grove and my other podcast, Monster Jamboree. And that should be everything. Which one were we on? You were on the Grove. <laughs> we're on the <laughs> Grove right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I want to do Monster Jamboree. That sounds fun. Oh, yeah. Monster Jamboree is our uh, bad horror movie podcast. Cool. Oh. Or, well, just, now it's a, just a horror movie podcast. But it started where we would review bad horror movies. Cool. But yeah. Cool. All sounds right. good. Thank you guys for being right. on. You Thank guys you for having us. One of, probably one of the better episodes of Aww. definitely the best of season three. Thank so. you. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank cool. you, guys. No problem.